Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Some folks say that grown-up men are still just little boys That really the only difference is the price of our toys We go for macho symbols like guns and running shoes Pickup trucks, hunting ducks, and <clears throat> power tools Power tools Power tools Power tools tool. Yeah, you just plug them in the wall Well, and welcome to Saturday Saturday in January. It's the Home and Garden Show. Pat Sullivan's off today. It's down in Florida. It's a family. Tony Katz is off today. Rob and and, uh, Casey. Cameron and Nigel, they're all off today. But but Pat's off and we need him on Saturdays. We're brought to you by the Michelis Corporation. Water storms, fire, and wet basements. Life happens. Michelis happens to help you through it. You can reach him at 844 Fix Indy. We'll be talking with them just a little bit later. In the studio today, that voice you heard was Allison Lemons. Allison, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I can't happy believe we're saying that. Yeah. And then we, yeah. we got Terry Lynn Stacy. Terry, here Hi, we go. Good morning. I know it's a new one. And Jack Phipps from Allisonville Home and Garden. Yay. Good morning. Yay. Happy New Year. And then the anchor over here, Carl. Carl's Carl, here. Yeah, we're going to call you the ball and chain, I guess. That's, <laughs> what, that's what we'll call ball you. Ball and chain. Hey, we're here to take phone calls. Uh, I got a lot of... Nice, Already? We can take phone calls anyway. I mean, we've got uh, here at wow, the bottom of the hour, we've it. got In the Weeds. Plans. Oh, yeah. I've Ooh. got an in, in the Weeds that will fool you. I don't think you'll get this one. Now that Pat's gone, did you go really fully into the weeds? Uh, no. Even I more d- so? No, no. Uh, this was your opportunity. I was kind of hoping we did. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not ready to get into the... Time. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's a break, break time. Yeah. Get into thermistors on transistors and, and thermostats. No, but uh, we have a couple of guests coming in. We've got Lance Smith from LD Smith Plumbing, who's going to talk about this new sewer replacement technology <laughs> that is an old plumber. It is really cool. And uh, then we're going to have we Greg you know, <laughs> Greg Cooper and Lisa Can't Phillips. Wait. I know. We've My got a new topic. segment at 1030 and, uh, or at 1015, and Lance has agreed to participate. We're going to do What's My Line? Oh, Ooh. good. Okay. So, since we've got a studio audience here of Terry and Jack and Allison, uh, we're gonna we're gonna test you and see how okay. good you are at things. Okay. But we are here to take your phone calls. It's three one seven two three nine ninety three ninety three. It is a beautiful morning, by the way. Just if I, I just like to get that in. It is, it is. absolutely Sliding. gorgeous. For the city folks, maybe you don't get to see, but out out beyond the city where all the trees are mm-hmm. and everything it is just a beautiful sight that snow, untouched yeah snow, snow on yeah. every leaf on every twig it, uh, it doesn't get much better but how about down in gorgeous. canby Allison? oh my gosh i think we almost had, we had a couple inches it felt yeah. like and uh i love it too because a lot of people still have their christmas lights up oh, yeah. yeah so it just makes it perfect it's you know perfect. i took down and it's the... not too icy it's not too icy well, no. today is national take your tree Slushy. down day oh yeah. really uh-huh. this is the day i got ahead of it because i saw that the, the snow was coming and i didn't know you know wilkesy and everybody at uh, at uh, Channel Eight is telling us, or Channel Six, they're all telling us that the snow's coming. But they've said that before, and I right. didn't know whether to believe them. And I thought, well, well I, I'll get I'll get dusted on this one. So I took down the thirty foot tree in the front yard, and the wind was blowing. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm thinking I should have waited. And then I wake up this morning. I said. 
Denny Paul, you're the smartest man in the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 It is a beautiful sight, though. It is so pretty. It really is. It, you, it was kind of a surprise because we went to bed and it was, you know, not not really doing anything. No. no. And then you wake up and you got a couple inches and it's just pretty. Jack, I woke up to an article this morning from the Washington Post that they said house plants are a threat to the environment. Have you heard this this morning? I have not. It's WAPO, and uh, I've done a, a search on the Google machine trying to find the news article about it, but they're saying that house plants uh, serve no useful. Th- I mean, it was as negative as I've ever heard. Serves no useful purpose. Like an invasive species. Like an inv- Well, it it takes up uh, fertilizer, which uses up you know resources to the economy, and and they went through all these negatives, and I'm thinking. Who the heck are these people? A house plant? They're taking on house plants? plants are good for you mentally, and a lot of them clean the air. I yeah. agree. I agree. Uh, and I don't see how they're taking fertilizer away from yeah. plants that may be getting that fertilizer outside. Doesn't make yeah. sense, Jack. Doesn't make any sense Doesn't at all. I sense. saw something that was kind of cool this week. Someone pointed out they were showing trees in northern Indiana, and they were asking, is this what I think it is? And it was mistletoe. Yeah. And I didn't know mistletoe. I didn't even think about like where mistletoe grows or if we grew it here in our state or what it looked like. Is it on a bush? Did you say northern Indiana? I think it was in my, 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 could I be wrong? Is it more like Southern Indiana? I thought it would have been more Southern. Maybe I thought it was southern. a Southern it, weed. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a weed? It is considered a weed, That's yeah. That's hilarious. It's a, it's a viney type weed. It's sort of like bittersweet. Grows um, up in trees. Grows up in yeah, trees. Yeah, because they were like hanging, down. like balls Aww. that were hanging from this beautiful big old tree. Have you ever seen real mistletoe? Well, yeah. It's cut not, down. Yeah, it's not that attractive. <laughs> Who makes it so the the retailers make it more attractive? Or well, that's what I'm it, saying because yeah, in the stores you see it with dried and, and with a ribbon. ribbon. And, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They used to put it above the thresholds. It was a sign of good luck, you know. You know if it well, so does it just pop up or uh, and they truly looked like they were way up high in the trees, but they look like nests or they look yeah, like they, because they just kind balls. of form that ball. Yeah, that's kind of uh, cool. Birds love them, Terry. and so we can have them here in our state. I didn't think we could, but I will do a little research on yeah. that. Okay, now, this Terry, was on an ending, in, I think an Indiana gardening uh, f- uh, Facebook page that if I you, If you go out looking for them, take your chapstick because you're at risk. Yeah. You know, underneath the mistletoe. Oh, oh. I didn't even yeah, think about that. Don't hunt alone. Don't hunt alone. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Well, huh. do they grow in all the trees or just a certain tree? Or, I imagine uh, they're species-specific, uh, but I, I really don't know. I know bittersweet is uh, species-specific. On what it'll grow on? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um We'll do a little research and get back to you. I think that's really cool. If anybody else, maybe if you've seen it or you've seen it wherever you live. I would love yeah, to hear that it is growing I d- in would. Indiana. I would. I'd like to know if it does. Because it's kind of cool, unless it's bad for the tree. Unless it's bad for the then tree. Then I don't want any part of that. You know, I don't believe it is. There are trees like the oak trees that support so many species. Like a, a typical oak tree, Terry, will support a thousand different species of insects. And you got to believe that if it's doing that, there's probably some hanger-ons like... You know how the lampreys sort of always oh, go yeah. with the sharks? Yeah. I got to believe that there's other, you know, beneficial yeah, stuff that's going on up there. Apparently, they grow in oak trees. Oh, in oak go. trees? Yeah. Just in, specifically in an oak? Uh, that's, yeah, this, this uh, one for North America, yeah. Okay. Oaks and get all the it? fun plants. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, Allison, that makes a lot of sense because oak trees are also known to be a habitat for so many different things. You have to believe that there would be some other uh, plant species that would be up there. 
That's pretty cool. Our that's numbers. It. That's what. Oh, that's a cool picture of the mistletoe. Uh, Jack's showing me a picture of mistletoe. Oh, see, that's growing. cool. Let's see if we can get that posted on, uh, that's cool. on the Home and Garden site. Our number is 239-9393. We've got a lot of fun coming up for you. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, we've got In the Weeds. And I am convinced that I'm going to fool Jack and Allison and Terry. They will not guess the correct answer. But that's coming up at the bottom of the hour within the weeds. What about Carl? What about Carl? He might be able to pick it up. I don't know. Out. Carl's Get, pretty sharp. He's from a different answer. state. You know, he grew up in California. I know it. Uh, are you a Hollywood boy? We have a yes, Hollywood, California. Yeah. Hollywood, California. Is tonight is tomorrow night Glo- Golden Globes? Well, I, I'm not following the industry anymore. <laughs> but, but Carl, you're from I, California. I, you, you're you supposed what, I, to know the state from north to it's south. It's really early for the Golden That's Globes. That's what I thought it's too. Right but I've been the seeing Academy so... Awards, which is like January seventh. Oh wow! <gasps> tomorrow is tomorrow. Oh man! Probably because no one really watches it. I'm going to say I'd rather be watching football, Allison. Well, and with the internet, you can just wake up the next day and scroll through I the know, winners. But I like to see what everybody's wearing. <laughs> the highlights. That is true. Yeah. And speaking of football and basketball, isn't it fun to Huge. be part of Indianapolis right now? Big. Oh, yeah. Everybody's big. It's a big day too. Yeah. And the uh, Pacers just pounded them last night. I mean, yeah. uh, they scored 150 points. They're on a streak. That's amazing. When I think about that number, and then you know, when I played basketball not too very long ago, uh, the score would end up being like 25-23. Well, this was like an all-star game. I mean, it was all offense. See, this but, is huge. Yeah. But Pacers were playing defense. In spite of all that offense, they were playing great defense. I love this team. It's fun. They're fun. It's exciting. Yeah, I love it. Do you I like it, it when they it. pick a fight, you know, like with the Bucks. you know, the fact that they have somebody to hate again? Like we used to, I do. It used to be the New York I Knicks. I like rivals. Knicks. I like rivalries. I do. Yeah. I like them. I like them a lot. When they when they pounded them up there in Milwaukee, they made it a point. I can't remember who did it, but took the game ball to that uh, pouty little ball player that had to have the game ball because he scored some. I don't know what it was, but they made sure he got the game ball, and mm-hmm. it was just... You know, they were just burning him. I love that stuff. Me too. It's the Home and Garden Show. We're here to take your phone calls. Got a lot of fun for you. My name's Denny Smith. Pat's off today. Tony Katz is off today. A lot of people off today, but we're still having fun right here on 93 WIBC. your best DJ radio voice, Denny. <laughs> I can't do it. That's pressure. No. John Mellencamp. No. Ooh, that was good. Yeah, well, there you go. You're listening to John Mellencamp here on WIBC As I think somebody who really can do that is Carl, our producer, because he has a podcast. What's your podcast, Carl? It's not a- it's not a podcast. Okay, well, I, I, yeah, I it's run an a, actual I run a radio, radio station. station. Yeah, and I, I, the listeners would probably agree. I don't really have a DJ voice, uh, I, although I'm trying right now. <laughs> in studio at the board is Carl. We got Allison Lemons, Terry Stacy, Jack Phipps has come in from Allisonville Home and Garden uh, by Sullivan. 
Jack, it's sort of a quiet season, but it's a great time to refocus on houseplants. I mean, my gosh. Can we give him a mic? There we go. Yeah, it's a great time to refocus. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, so are you getting any traffic? We are. So as soon as that tree comes down, you're missing your green, and you need something, and that's where houseplants kind of step back into your life. I didn't realize my Christmas cactus uh, has so many different colors. My cactus has got an orange flower. My second cactus is white. My mom has one that's sort of a blue or a, a purple. Purple. And uh, so I didn't know. Are they just varieties? or do that, they... Yeah, the hardest one to come by is the yellow. Oh, it's like kind of a that. lemon yellow. Yeah. I love it. But there's four or five different colors. How do you oh. know when you're buying them? Is it by the name? I look for the bud opening. Oh, they only come as Christmas cactus. Yeah. Um, Do they so, live for a lot? Can you make a Christmas cactus last like 50 years? Yeah, we have people that come in and say, what do I do with this? It was my great-grandma. Oh, I love this 70 part, years part. old. What do I do? And we say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what <laughs> so you're they doing. can live for a long, Very like, long They're like time. parents. Yeah, Jack, my mom, my mom gave up. <laughs> they are. Exactly. My mom gave up her Christmas cactus and gave it to me, and I planted it out in the dome. Yeah. Which there's a temperature range of 70 degrees, and it can drop down in the 30s. But and they I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't know. I about lost it, and had oh. it not been for uh, Julie Case, the one that trains the dog, she went in there and saw it, and she says, Denny, you're screwing this up. She goes, you're going to kill this plant. So she just took a bud took it over to her place and planted it you know they will germinate if you put them in a pretty rooting, readily in yeah. a rooting hormone or sometimes you don't even have to do that she brought it back and that thing's as big as a u now i mean it, it's huge as big as a u uh an outside plant an oh. outside bush a it's shrub a, a shrub how do you spell it u y e w <laughs> the letter u Oh my gosh! Is it like a sheep? I didn't. I wasn't expecting a, t- a spelling test today. <laughs> I swear, when you said like a u, like a u, I was thinking of I went right to the state fair where you see the big sheep. Yeah. Can you use oh. it in a sentence? The, which way? You? With the sheep. Yeah. I love that big. Are those u. homonyms when they? That big u is woolly. Thank you. Our number is two three nine ninety three ninety three. If you've got a question about a house plant, or if you're wanting to start seeding, um, a lot of people are starting to, their cups off and seeding with peat moss and whatever, and getting things going. Give us a call. Jack is such the expert. I'm a master gardener, but I can't hold a candle to a guy that does it every day, and that's Jack Phipps. Two three nine ninety three ninety three. That's two three nine ninety three ninety three. Allison, you got any house plants? Um, I don't. I still actually I still have my uh, Christmas tree up. I think I'll take it down today. Live or, or artificial? It's artificial, and I actually heard something interesting. Sean Copeland on B one hundred five, our sister station, yesterday was talking about the twelve days of Christmas starts on Christmas. So technically, this is the twelfth day today. So this is technically this the window of where you can now take down your Christmas decorations. It really is today. Really is National Taking Down Your Christmas Tree Day. Isn't this so I'll probably day? take down. The, we have a couple of decorations in the studio, little trees. I'll probably take those down, which makes me kind of oh, sad. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, and I'll probably do that at my house too. Yeah. Let's leave up the lights. I do, I do like the, the lights. The tree just take down the ornaments. Yeah, that's true. We could put <laughs> a little greenery. Yeah. <gasps> a Valentine's Day tree. We could just change the tree. We could change, put ornaments on it for every month. Oh, that would be fun. That we'll would put like good. snowflakes on them right now. We'll put snowflakes. Or okay. even better, a house. What's plant? the next celebrating <laughs> holiday? Is it Valentine's Day? Nationally, it's we celebrate Martin Luther King. Dr. Okay, Martin Luther King coming up on the 14th. I 14th think. or 15th? This is, yeah. Right, and then uh, and then we Groundhog's have uh, Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day. We have President's Day, Valentine's Day. Then You've we got go right down. into Ooh, St. Patrick's Day. Um, that would be a oh, fun God. little March Madness. 
which is truly a holiday. The whole bunch of Mark. Well, that's true. <laughs> it is really like it's going to be interesting. We've got we've got the All Star Game, the basketball All Star oh, Game coming to Indianapolis, sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big, big, big. So if we haven't said anything, good luck to the Colts tonight. You win, you're in. That it's as simple as that. And a, yeah, I, I think that's her mindset. I went last week. You I, said you were going to go. Game. What'd you think? It was so much fun. I can't even tell you. I I have, as I've told before, I worked for the Colts in the press box and for Miss um, Bobber say, uh, in his suite for their first ten, twelve years they were here. Really, in the dome, in the RCA dome, and then and then I stopped doing it because I got so busy. Where is the owner's so, suite? I've not been to a Colts game at Lucas Oil Stadium. And it was so, the seats, I won the seats at our Christmas party. Mm-hmm. They were 10 rows up on the 40-yard line. Oh, wow. good heavens. Wow. And when we got there, you walk right through, you have to go through a club, like the West Club or something. Wow. And they've got free popcorn. Did <gasps> <laughs> you load your pockets oh, up? Oh, man. All <laughs> that and you went for the free popcorn. was the free popcorn. And then you went to your seats and it just felt, and it was just a, a it's fun, it's such an environment. Such a fun environment. It's, loud, like about this it's loud It's loud. The music is blaring all the time. I think they have pretty good food. I mean, food the, is good. The tenderloins, they've got hamburgers. They've got everything, everything brisket, and it's good food. Didn't they make a big push to kind of overhaul the food a year or two ago? Yeah. I think they did. They had kids come in and vote. Which is kind of cool. The kids came in and they voted for different foods. They put the foods, the chefs all brought out food, and the kids kind of started tasting the different foods because it needs to be friendly for everybody in the family. And uh, and then they voted. They all wore chef's hats. <laughs> that is so cute. The foods like that they that. loved. And it was kind of cool. You guys got time for a, a, a caller? We've got Tim calling in. Tim, what's up? Uh, good morning. Uh, I Years ago, bought my mom who passed away this past year I uh bleeding heart plant for uh Mother's Day. And it's it thrives, it's big, it's huge. Um but now I'm wanting to pass it on to my daughters. Okay. And uh, I was wondering what time of year and best way to get a start off the original plant to pass on to my my daughters. So that bleeding heart perennial outside is dormant now. Um, hopefully you've trimmed it back. But in the spring when it does start to grow, uh, uh-huh. best time to do that would be when it's done flowering. You would divide okay. it up. Uh, otherwise, you may you know put at risk all the blooms you have set for this upcoming spring. Uh, but sure. then it'll continue to grow through the summer, and that's when it would kind of recoup from that. What is the plant dividing? What, give me an idea of what a bleeding heart looks like. Oh, it's got a really cool kind of, uh, almost looks like a parsley or a maidenhair fern leaf. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, you get some cool uh, flowers on top. Yeah. So the, you, the, 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 the blooms are red and they're heart shaped. Yeah. yeah. But they're tiny. Oh, so they're like pretty. maybe the size of a quarter or something like that. And then that, they'll right? go down and almost like a swan, like mm-hmm. a gooseneck. Yes. Oh, I yes. Think they're so pretty. Yes. I think I have seen Oh, it those. is. They're gorgeous. Yeah, they are pretty. They're so very Tim, pretty plants. So, Tim, if you kill it, are you going to have some guilt, or are you going to be okay? That, that's that, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> what I'm not to do. That's yeah. mom's plan. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. That's how yeah, you know, I like, pass, take care of it. Yeah, I want to pass the legacy on, but yet not kill the original plant. So that's why I was curious the best time of year. to. I didn't know to do it when it's dormant or uh, alive and well or 
but still do it after it's done blooming. And I would then, say so, yeah. And then you can also, okay. if you were to ever let them go to seed, they can reseed mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, so, what? you know, next spring you could be passing along a little, you know, whole new starter plan as opposed to having to divide your own. There you okay. go. Okay. There you go. That's great. I appreciate that. Tim, Thank good luck. Thanks for the phone uh, call, buddy. Thanks a lot. You know, the research came out. He sounded like he was pretty close to his mom. Did you hear the research this week that if you visit your mother as a child or your parents as a child, it really does prolong their life? Mm-hmm. I had never heard that before. And, you know, I've tried to keep in regular contact and, and visit often, but I didn't know that it it's actually absolutely prolo- true. That, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. 239-9393. It's the Home and Garden Show. I do have a pro in the office here, and that's Jack Phipps. Jack, how long have you been doing plants? Um, well, my whole life. No. Uh, pro- I started at Allison Mill maybe six years ago, if we're rounding up. Man, oh, man, you're a quick learner. I mean, you've got a depth of knowledge from just six years. I was so passionate about it at first that I just wanted to, you know, take in as much as I could, especially from the people I was working with. But then my parents, too, at home always, wow, uh, you know, had plants, and I guess I just never realized it's so cool. How much you know that what? passed you, on to me. Yeah, you were a cowboy, right? <laughs> you were a cowboy in Texas. And yeah. Then you just kind of said, I'm done with this. Done with the ranch life. Yeah, done with this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't heard. Terry yeah. Lynn. Were, you don't were, know you, him. Did you No. Did, were you a cowboy, really? Yeah. Carmel, born and raised. Okay, there we go. You're crapping around with me. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be doing In the Weeds, but we still have time for your phone call, just like Tim. The number's 239-9393. Pat's gone today, but we still have Allison. Got the pro from Dover with Jack in here, and just the always fun Terry Lynn Stacy. Craft Corner coming up. Oh, that's Later cool. today. Later today. Right here on 93 WIBC. Well, the home and garden goes on. Pat's off today, but we are going to go on with In the Weeds. This is actually, what do you call, a, a few moments with a nerd. <laughs> guy, guy you said it, it, not me. Well, you know, you take a deep dive, you start, you hear something, and then you start, I'm going to research that and see really what's going on. And the it's your one, time to shine. The one that got me this week, and it, this is going to be a test for you all. Oh, good. Terry's back. Um, you've heard the term lame duck, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, we, talk, we normally talk about that in terms of a congressman who, having run for re-election in November and having been defeated at the polls, still has several months of his term to serve before he bows out and less gracefully to his successful rival. But why lame and why duck? So I'm going to ask you some questions here, and you're going to give me your best bet, and then I'll tell you the real answer. So is a lame duck, does it have to do with farming, Butchering, oh, medicine, mm. building, fireman, athlete, or finance. What does lame duck? Where did it? Where did the where term did originally come from? All of the above. No, oh. there's only athlete. one. There's only one. Athlete. I thought that that was it, but no, that's that's not the I athlete. Think it so does we'll, have we'll to do with, I, I think it really is about farming. I think I'm like a butcher. I, I All right, so it's not about too. farming. It's not about butcher. I'm crossing that. So that leaves. Construction. Uh, finance, medicine, construction or building, and firemen. Medicine. Medicine. No, it's not medicine. You guys are really good at this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that leaves us finance, builder, and fireman. 
Fireman. Nope, not fireman. Finance. Well, I think it's finance. It is finance. Yeah, and here the is the, the most You guys were so good. It was Four only times a charm. It was your sixth guess. You know, we we eliminated Man. farmer, fireman, butcher, medicine, athlete. It doesn't have anything to do with building, but it does have to do with finance and stockbrokers. And here's the story. They, you got to go back to London to a street known as Exchange Alley, which prior to 1773 was like our Wall Street. That's where they would buy and sell things. That's where the um, the great run that took place on the South Sea bubble. Have you guys ever heard about the tulip tree or tulip mania, tulip bulb mania, or the South Sea bubble? Yeah. These are manias that get going, and, and that took place uh, there in 1720 where the stock started off at like, uh, like 128 and then within two months, it was 3.30, and by by May, it was 5.50, and in June, it topped out at 890. So here's where it comes from. Exchange Alley was the place where stockbrokers were first divided into two classes, bears and bulls. Now, do you know why they're called bears and bulls? Um, well, it has to do with wildlife. Has to. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, I'm going to count that as the sixth wrong answer of the day, but here's what it is. When a bear strikes, he comes down with his paw. That's so wildlife. That's, no. that, that's, that's wildlife. That, and that means that the market's going down. And when a bull strikes, you know, Jack, you're the cowboy. Yeah. When a bull strikes, he comes uh, up with his yes, head. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bull market's when the market's going up, and a bear market's when it's going down. I love that piece of trivia. All right. So we're divided into two classes, bears and bulls. And it was also the place where we saw all too frequently the third class... Are you ready for this? Those who were cleaned out, who could not meet their financial uh, financial obligations, these latter came to be known as lame ducks. Why? Oh. Because to the amused spectator, they waddled out of the alley. Oh. <laughs> so that's where all the trading took place, but they didn't have any capital, so they were pissed. You know, they were they were broke, and they sort of waddled, waddled out, out, and that's why they were called lame ducks. Wow. Wow. That. Is that good or That's is that good. fun or That's what? That's going to come in handy someday. Yeah, it's going to come in. I'm going to use that on my next party. Yeah. You think you could? You think you could make money on it on a bet? You guys, I would have I would have cleaned up. Let's see. You thought it was a butcher? Uh, who said farmer? Terry, you said farmer? I did. Okay. And then Allison, you said butcher. Uh-huh. And then Al, or I mean, I Terry think, said medicine. I, I missed out on construction. Yeah, you said athlete, fireman. <laughs> yeah, like I said left. all of the above. There you go. Like in the weeds for the first nice Saturday. Kid. Enjoy. There Good morning. Very, very much. Dare I say he was not a lame duck? <laughs> Carl, did you know any of those? No, I guess that. The athlete. Oh, that's right. You were the first guesser. Well, 239-9393. Maybe you've got a, a quiz for us about houseplants. Uh, this wa- Washington Post article about houseplants not being good for the environment. Why do we have to put up with this stuff? There's no filter for somebody to say, what are you talking about? I mean, I like my houseplants. They just want you to click the article, Denny. Yeah. <laughs> click bait. Want- oh, yeah. you know what, Allison? That might be true. That might be true. I didn't know the Washington Post would be that low and slimy but they very well may um washington there there was a poll out of the most trusted and the least trusted people in america who do you think the most trusted people in america are 
uh, most God. trusted people. No, God. I think that's a good answer. <laughs> Living Americans. <laughs> I'm going to put that down with religious leaders, and religious leaders were in the lower half. Oh, go okay. Figure. So you start to think, okay, doctors, lawyers, uh, medicine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, who, they have come down. They used to be in the upper third. Now they're in the middle third because of COVID. People think that they had been misled. Now, yeah. that, whether that's right or wrong, who do you think's at the bottom? This is really politicians. Sweet. Politicians, politicians. absolute bottom. Here's the thing, Terry. Your heart is broken because you know that somebody is going out of business. Tomorrow's their last day. The most trusted people in America are small business. I, amen. I like that. A, me too. That makes know. sense. Yeah. You, you When you go into Sullivan Hardware, if you go into Allisonville Home and Garden, you know that you're going to get good advice that's not really... That trust is that re- you know the key to that relationship and is why they continue to come back. It's exactly right. And that, people don't feel that way about the religious leaders anymore. Uh, that has dropped down. Uh, of course. <laughs> or doctors. Or, do- or your doctor. Or people are getting their advice now. There was a topic or of conversation um, on our caregiver show, and we were talking about chat GPT, GPT and how, how Americans, how the world flocks to AI to get a diagnosis now. And that is so dangerous. And you know, we were already doing that. I think we were every time you've got a problem. Did you, you hear you that they it. were the Chat GPT was fabricating like research studies oh, in the past man. when it was coming up with it. reasons for providing some diagnosis? Everybody thinks that AI will take over the world, that we will be run by computers. I don't think that's possible. It is impossible. They first of all, they have to be programmed, even if they're programmed to program themselves, they can't make that leap of cognitive. Yeah. Um, of of humanity, I do believe though that they're that it's going to take a lot of jobs away, <coughs> in every type of business. Already has and, and has. It already has, and it, it, what it does is it digests data so very quickly. Yeah, everything is data driven. I had no idea. I signed up for a new service. Um, it was an app, and it said we want you to know before you use this app. And there's the warning comes up every time. We are collecting data on you so we can improve our product. We do not need your permission to do this when you are, are using this. And it was a photo app of all things. Yeah. I mean, have you seen these where you take a picture of a photo and it enhances an old photo? That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. But they said they're going to keep that. I'm thinking, why do, do I want to do that? that? I don't know, Jack. <laughs> but it, I'm, I, of course, I'm suspicious. But everything is data driven. And uh, we can see that in people. Uh, well, it started off with the Nielsen ratings. That was one of the first data-driven things where we started, what, who's watching our show? Who's mm-hmm. listening to us? Now we got these little meters that we carry around on our belts, and they, we don't even have to tell them. They're, they're listening right. all the time. Our number, 317-239-9393. When we come back, we're, of course, going to be taking more of your phone calls. And we're going to be talking about specific house plants that are easy for you to start. It's the time of of year when uh, well our poinsettias are about gone we can keep them going but everybody says why yeah. but we'll give you a couple suggestions and we've got a couple calls tim will be calling in here uh, i've already seen his calls popped up here about an old furnace and we'll be talking about that and of course your questions too we're brought to you by the Michelis corporation water storms fire and foundations and wet basements life happens Michelis happens to help you through it it's 844 fix indy it's 93 wibc Sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. 
This is a good sleeping in morning, isn't it? Girl, I'm leaving you the Home and Garden Show is alive and well. We're taking your phone calls at 239-9393. We're brought to you by the Michelis Corporation. Water, storms, fire, and wet basements. Life happens. Michelis happens to help you through it. You can always reach them 24-7, 365 days a year at 844-FIX-INDY. We'll talk a little bit more about them later. Hey, Danny, you know what? On a day like today when I was a kid, even if it's just an inch or a couple inches, I'm outside sledding. Did you did you use a sled or did you use a saucer? We used everything we could get our hands on. Did you ever go down? We had sleds, but as you got older into your teenage years, you started doing you know using garbage bags and you know, <laughs> anything. Did you ever go, go down, down on a on a car hood? We we did that over Only on Riverside Hill. That scared me to death. Me too. And uh, I saw a kid lose his two front teeth on oh, a car hood, boy. and it sort of. Busted him up pretty good. Oh, times have changed. Yeah, times, times have, have changed. changed. That's for Indeed. sure. Now you now you wear helmets and everything. I mean, you, you look on like, a sled. Yeah, you see the kids in some of the parks that have the helmets on. Next thing you know, you're going to see kids wearing helmets riding bicycles. <laughs> you know, I hope it'll never come to that, Denny. It'll never come to that. Hey, we got time for a call here. Let's jump to Tim. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up? Hey, I've got an old defunct oil tank for a furnace. Um, it's down in the basement, and it is, um, it's got an inlet and an outlet, and that's all it has. It doesn't have a, a screw-off valve to where I can check uh, what's left in it. Um, so I don't know. It sounds like it's empty, but I'm sure there's a certain amount of sludge in the bottom of it. Uh, I'm looking to cut that out. I'm looking for tips or hints or the best way to go about it. I was thinking either a uh, sawzall or a grinder. Um, and I was also concerned about the, the flammability of, of what's left in there. So that's what I'm looking to do. Um, Technically, this is hazardous waste. You might want to reach out and say, hi, my name's Pat Sullivan, when you call the state of Indiana and ask them questions. Do not give them your name, okay? Tim, your name is not Tim. It's it's Pat Sullivan when you call. But I don't. first of all, I don't think there's a spark hazard. Uh, fuel oil has a very low ignitability. It's like diesel, and it's, it, it, it uh, is really hard to ignite. I would. Here's what I would do, and I'm not giving you advice because it is considered hazardous waste. I would cut the top inlet pipe, and I would get a funnel, and I would put in about 100 pounds of kitty litter. Now, that's okay. going to make it harder to get out, but for whatever sludge is in there or whatever's in there, it's going to absorb that and not let it slosh when you try to get it out. Uh, I would not do that until I measured it very carefully to see that I could get it up the stairs. And You say it's in the basement, right? It is, yes. Yeah, have you measured it to see if you can get it up the stairs and out the house? I haven't, but, you know, just uh, just a cursory glance, it looks like I'm you know, famous last words. I should be able to get it up the stairs. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> be, but, sure and, uh, be sure and ask adult supervision before you begin the job, Tim. But uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is that in the in most of the houses, this is sort of, sort of funny, you'll think this is weird. Most of the houses that have oil tanks in the basement also have the basement door directly across from the garage door. So as you get into the garage and as you go to the basement, and it was just a tradition. I don't know if it was code back then, and maybe they just figured if I have to get something to the basement or out of the basement, I don't want to have to turn a corner. So literally, you could take the doors off the hinges, come right up, and go right out into the garage, and that's probably what you want to do. Uh, don't Go ahead. No, go ahead. The stairs lead into the into, uh, back door. Uh, a French door, set of French doors out onto the deck. So it's going to go Perfect. right through the stairs, right outside. Perfect. So. You know, I got to give credit to the builders. You know, when they had three-foot and four-foot hallways, 
they knew that at some point somebody was going to have to take something big in and out of those areas, and they, they were smart enough to leave it so they could go straight through. So that's pretty cool. Right. Just be careful. Don't do this sure. by yourself. Call it, you know. Yeah. Before you serve them beer, get everybody over for pizza and beer, and then say uh, you, you need two on the bottom side and one on the on the top side. Probably get it out of there, but be careful, Tim. Basically, get the BAC up and then start at it, right? Exactly. But when you call the okay. state, and I think it, it, the environmental side of the state, when you call them, just say, "Remember, it, uh, my name's Pat Sullivan, and I need some help." Okay. Pat Sullivan. Pat okay, Sullivan. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And if they ask where you live, just say 71st and Keystone. Okay. Gotcha. There I you go. Thanks. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Tim. Good luck. Oh, boy. That's a nasty job. Have you guys ever removed a, an oil tank or been part of that? No. A couple oh, my times. Gosh. Oh, Wasn't my easy. gosh. <laughs> it's not fun. All right. We got another question here. Let's uh, 239-9393. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and good morning to WIBC family, Home and Garden Show. Good. Good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. Thanks for putting us in your family. Thank you. Terry, uh, I do remember when you were in Bob Ursay's, uh, <laughs> Bob Ursay suite doing that. I, I, I can <laughs> promise you I remember all that. <laughs> well, okay, now wait a minute. Was it because she... has been a listener she... a long time. He's a good, good listener. All right, so Jeff, is it because she's such a good-looking blonde woman? No, no. Come no, on, I no. never... I'd never even seen her. Uh-uh. I just had always seen her voice. I'd never met her to the egg thing. So yeah. Oh, just in this past cat. year. Right. That's our first time. He's been a long-time listener. Good guy. All right. First so you've got a time. question for Jack, Jeff. What is it? Uh, I do. And at first I wanted to remind uh, uh, you that I was on the Hoosier Dome job. And, Denny, that was back when there were lead joints when we were pouring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> locker room for the Colts and the locker room for the visitors. Boy, that's a long time ago. Hey, Jeff, uh, stay tuned at the 10 o'clock hour. There's a new sewer replacement technology that has really taken off. You're probably already familiar with it. And uh, we're going to have L.D. Smith on uh, to talk about that. But I think you'll enjoy it as a plumber and as an excavator. I think it's cool that oh. these people that build, like, the RCA Dome or build Lucas Oil Stadium, build these stadiums, uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse, you take such, you take such pride in it. I mean, it's got to oh be a my cool gosh, thing yeah. Oh, yeah. S- to such say, a sense of you know what, I was part of building that that dome. I was part of building Lucas Oil Stadium or whatever that structure may be, but that will be used for, for a while, we hope. I know they turned them down quickly. I was kind of crying when they uh, when they tore it down. So anyway, here's my question for Jack. Jack, yes. I lived in Sarasota, Siesta Key, before that in the 82 area era. Um, and I've always been a fan of the Palms, the Benjamin Ficus, so I always buy those every year, and we keep them at the house here. And I've always kept them in the bathroom and turned the hot water on, the shower to kind of, is that good for them? I'm trying to get, I know I'm living in Indiana. Where you yeah, really I do the same so, thing with but, one of my Benjamin Ficus. Uh, such a cool plant, but they love that high humidity, which we do not have. So really putting them in the shower is great. Um, hot water if they're not in the water uh, because they like that humidity. But even if you were to you know rinse them under warm water, I think that would do a huge. Are you help telling too. me you guys shower with a palm tree or with a Benjamin ficus? No, I'll fill my shower oh. with my palm trees, and then is that sort of weird, or I mean, is that normal? I don't think it's weird. Jeff, you have any, <laughs> Jeff, you have any other thing you want to confess Maybe on Jeff public does. radio? I, I just, I just don't think Denny can say some things 
bit odd when he was promoting sewage earlier. Yeah, shush, so. shush, 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 shush. Don't go in my basement. No. <laughs> But definitely getting them in that, you know, high humidity setting is great. Uh, And if you don't even take them outside, but, you know, rinsing them off, they're used to getting some rain outside. So kind of replicating that inside will always help. Okay. Thank you so much for the information. And I'll listen to the LD Smith. I believe they used to be located over by JAL, if that's the same people, but... Don't know. Uh, we'll we'll learn more. And I tell you what, what's really going to be fun is we're also going to have What's My Line with uh, L.D. Smith uh, from uh, 10.15 to 10.30 and see if we can stump the panel on something that's very interesting. But, Jeff, thanks for the phone call. We always appreciate hearing from you. You know, that's kind of funny. Is there one thing in life that you were a part of something that was really, really big that you remember? He remembers being part of the RCA Dome. Right. That's I- what I was thinking. You know, how cool is that to have that, that uh, you know, that you did that? You were part of that. I was trying to think of the biggest job, and I, I, you know, we were in some pretty big jobs. Well, you've been on some well, pretty big broadcasts. Like kids, right, and, yeah. and very fortunate. But, you know, you think about, you know, your kids or your grandkids or whatever, and you're going to the game, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I was a part. I, I built this. I mean, you'd be so proud of it. Yeah. I, I think this is kind of silly, but remember the bicentennial in 1976? Mm-hmm. Andy, has, Andy was born uh, in February of that year, and in, when July came around, he was asleep, but we were all supposed to honker horns at a specific hour on July 4th. Do you remember that at I all? I don't remember that. Anyway, I was pretty young. Uh, Miss Tucker across the street, uh, Sandy Chaplin, uh, everybody was in their cars honking their horn, and I wanted to go out and honk the horn. Jane goes, horns too close to the thing. You, 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 you might wake the baby, and I'm thinking, I gotta honk this horn. I gotta honk this horn. So. I didn't honk the horn because I didn't want to wake up the baby, but I do remember being a part of that, hearing horns up and down the street all over Speedway at that, I think it was 11 o'clock, I'm not positive, but I thought that was really, really cool to be able to witness, but I can only imagine being part of the, you know, the Empire State yeah, actually, Building. You know, or constructing something, building things. something yeah. like that, I think it'd be pretty neat. Exactly. All right. So coming up, you're going to learn about sewer replacement. Everybody, you know, and I know this sounds silly, but anybody who ever has a stopped up drain, you're always wondering, you know, is my is my nickel up? Am I going to have to replace it? And so I thought I'd reach out to a pro's pro uh, who does it all the time. Uh, He's been in business for 15, 20 years, and this is what he focuses on. But he's got a lot of really neat technology, and I thought I, he had me spellbound about how they do things because used to be if you had a stopped-up sewer before we, we couldn't afford a backhoe, you start digging it by hand. Wow. And, I mean, those were, you know, four and five and six foot deep. The technology now that's out there is such fun. And we'll have room for your calls if you've got questions for uh, L.D. Smith, Lance. Our number is 239-9393. Pat is off today. We'll have him back next week. In the meantime, if you got questions, don't be bashful. Uh, we do enjoy talking to you. i got Jack Phipps in here, Allison for Matters of the Heart, Terry Stacy. If you've got questions, we'll do our best to help you right here on 93 WIBC. Say that grown-up men are still just little boys That really the only difference is the price of our toys We go for macho symbols like guns and running shoes Pickup trucks, hunting ducks, and power tools Power tools Power tools Yeah, you just plug them in the wall 
Tell you what, and and don't let me forget to introduce Carl, our producer for the day. So Lance Smith from LD Smith Plumbing, um, you are basically service plumbers, right, Lance? That's correct. That's correct. All right. So step in just a little bit closer to that mic, and you got this relatively new, less destructive. I was telling Allison and and uh, Terry and Jack that I remember when I was first an apprentice in the 1960s. If we had a sewer stoppage, because that's where we always discovered there was a sewer problem. Sure. We started digging by hand. We couldn't afford a backhoe. We didn't have excavators or anything. But you've got this relatively new sewer replacement process that you've been using. Sort of give us a a bird's eye view of what this process is. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, times have certainly changed since the the hand digs. Um, It's basically called trenchless sewer replacement or trenchless pipe replacement. uh, Meaning you don't have to do digging? Trenchless to to me. for the most part, we don't have to do traditional excavation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, we do two small holes to do the work, uh, much less destructive than uh, traditional excavation. Um, industry slang for it's commonly known as pipe bursting or bursting it since we're breaking. All right, the old so pipe let's out of the let's way. set this up. Normally, as the as you come out of the house, there's supposed to be a clean out there. And it's a code. You have to have a clean out. Sometimes the clean outs are inside the house. They so have to lug the machine in there, and you're rodding it. You find out there's a stoppage. We used to have to dig it out from the house all the way to the street. We dug a four-foot, six-foot, eight-foot ditch, depending on how deep it is. So now you say you only dig two holes, right? In most situations, yes, two holes. One's in the basement, which we have to usually break the basement slab. It's a small area. Uh, The other one is out towards the street where the uh, homeowner responsibility usually ends. Okay. So that sounds pretty good, but here's, here's my question as a plumber. Down below, we may have vitrified clay. Mm-hmm. We may have old Orangeburg pipe. We may have cast iron, which is rare, but we might have sure. uh, cast iron. If you're, not, if you're not digging that pipe out, how the hell do you get that pipe out of there? I mean, how, I mean, if you're going to run a new pipe, how do you get the old pipe out? You don't. The 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 burst head the burst head breaks it out of the way. A burst head, right? And it's usually almost always vitrified clay, like you said. Sometimes cast iron. It leaves it in the earth, which is where it originally came from. So obviously, it's not harming anything. All right. So uh, so explain the process. What type of pipe are you putting back in? Okay, I've got a sewer stoppage. You come in and you say, I ran the camera down there and. You've got roots. You've got a collapsed thing. We need to replace the sewer. Right. I got that part. So then you say you're going to not, you're only going to dig one hole, which is probably out by the sewer. Is that, is that where it is? Correct. With an excavator, we dig out by where the homeowner responsibility ends, in most cases near the street. 
All right, so there's just one hole. The other, the other hole is, a, is you know, usually where the line comes into the basement. It's only eh, 24 inches deep. So we have to take a jackhammer and break a small hole in the basement. So All right. that's your other hole. All right. All right, so now you talk about a burst head. So when you say a burst head, do you drive this with a sledgehammer to break this out from down below, or how do you how do you burst pipe from the inside out? So we take a hydraulic. It's a good question. We take a hydraulic puller inside, in, usually inside into that small hole in the basement. All right. Feed a cable through the old compromise line, like a sewer cable, only yep. stronger. Exactly. It's All a right. Three quarter inch. You know, a really thick, uh, just a really thick cable, really All strong right. cable. Uh, and then on the outside, we attach that cable to the front of this burst head. And on the back end of the burst head is a compression fitting that hooks our new pipe through. It's HDPE, which is the same stuff they wow. use for like gas mains. Yeah, really. that's, a, that's a butylene structure instead yeah. of a crystalline structure. Yep. So it's, it bends? Exactly. All right. Uh, you know, we, have, we, get, we bring 20-foot sections to the job. Let's say it's a 100-foot line. We bring five 20-foot sections. And we actually use an electromagnetic... Uh, I may not be using the right term, but it's a fusion machine. We melt the pipe together. Okay. So it's one continuous piece. Well, that's basically what we do with the crystalline structures. We chemically bond them together, but you're doing it with heat. So yep. the molecules fuse, and it's like one big piece of pipe. Exactly. There's All right. So where do you put the boost burst head? You put the burst head outside? Correct. And then you attach to the nose of that with a cable? The nose is the cable. The The back end, uh, I think I sent you a picture of that earlier. It's a compression fitting. You can't see it from the photo. But okay. It, it compresses and holds that pipe, and it has little ridges that dig into that. How much, how much bigger is the compression head? Lance Smith from LD Smith Plumbing has got a trenchless sewer repair. For all of you who live in a home that was built prior to 1970, sooner or later, my guess is you're going to have to replace your sewer. And everybody dreads digging it up with the little mini excavators where we're going down. We got dirt everywhere, and it's a real pain in the butt. I'll I'll tell you that I hated. In fact, we never really did it at Pauley Smith Company, but yeah. L D Smith, you've made a specialty out of it. All right, so you've got one ditch. You're not going to disturb any of the landscaping up close to the house, except maybe to put in the clean out. So how big is this head? If I've got a six inch lateral, is that like an eight inch? torpedo that you've got on the front end of this thing how big is it 85 percent of them are, we are pulling four inch pipe through, four inch old, pipe. through old six inch pipe all right uh, depends on the municipality but the, the heads i believe around six and a half inches in total width six and a half okay so uh, i'm okay i'm really struggling with this because you're sending this torpedo through to burst it i mean it's like a big bellied man trying to get his pants buckled <laughs> exactly. at some point he can't do that anymore so how does it does does it have a uh, is one side different from the other what how do you create the soft spot to start splitting out the pipe that's in the ground good question there's a blade on one side of it and that blade is what splits that there's all a, right on, on one side of the head all right so how okay you've got your camera you've run a camera down your sewer from the house to the street so you know if you've got bellies or if you've got fall when you pull through, how do you know the disposition of the new four-inch uh, HE pipe? How, how do you know where that is? Do you can you once you pull it in, can you measure the fall of the pipe from the house to the street? Yeah, our cameras have the ability to, with TrueSense technology, is what it's called to say what kind of fall it has on there. This is amazing. So usually it follows the center path, and even if there's there's small if there's a small belly or flat spot. 
we can we can what we call burst out of that so we can pull it out of there if it's too much of a belly or a flat spot I how can't. long have you been doing this how long has this technology been around because it wasn't mm. there in the 90s I'm gonna say I've been we've been doing it for seven years. The technology's been there. I'm gonna say probably 15 years. You know, I still take Plumbing Mechanical Magazine. P. Sure. I've never seen the technology, and it might have been back in the back in the uh, in the advertisements, but I've never seen it. L.D. Smith, Lance Smith, uh, is here. No, we're not related. I'd be glad to call him my son, <laughs> but we're not related. <laughs> But it is really an interesting technology. So if I understand this, I'm going to get to our listeners, and then we're going to do the what's my line with you because sure. you're a little bit fun. So we dig one hole out by the street. We've got a stopped-up sewer, and we run a cable through, hook up to a big-ass head that looks like a torpedo with a blade on it. Exactly. And we drag that through. How much pressure do you put on the foundation? If you've got to pull that in, where you, what's your anchorage? The anchorage is four by four or six by six posts. The guys bring in a couple post hole diggers, uh, dig down, usually only about 24 inches. That's 24 inches. Yeah. And then so the hydraulic puller pulls, what, 5,000 PSI, 2,000 PSI? Max is 3,000. I rarely ever get a pull that's hit that. Usually my pulls are 800 PSI or less. This is so cool. So you're basically just pulling it through, breaking the old line, putting in the new line, make your connections at the end and at the beginning. And you're done. Correct. We do clean. You know, you had mentioned a clean out up by the house. No, we put one in the basement that's full size. Point of entry inch. is where. Yeah. And then when it transitions uh, from the homeowner's responsibility to the municipality's responsibility from four to six inches, and we put one out by the road. That so. is absolutely great because what everybody hates is the big mound of dirt. We have to leave that big mound of dirt up there to settle and when we dig it up. Lance, that's, that's incredible. Uh, have you got a little bit more time? Because there's also something about Lance Smith that nobody knows that's really sort of exciting. Absolutely. You got time? Sure. All right. That's the Home and Garden Show. Our number is 239-9393. Before we uh, go to break, I want to get JMV on here. Johnny, did you hear all that about breaking up sewers without digging? Well, you know that uh, two of my favorite people are talking about Breaking up sewers without digging right now. That's, uh, that's Jenny and that's Lance. Yeah, I've I've heard the commercial. I heard the commercial. Yeah, you know. Yes, pretty good. Yeah, um, he, not, not, he and they know a lot of things about my my plumbing issues, and they share that with me all the time. So now, nah, man. Now Lance, I Lance I want Jenny. you to yeah, John. I want you to listen now. Don't give away what is special about Lance because okay. Lance is in something that is really really cool. It's a world class exactly. sport, but. We're going to see if the ladies and, and Jack can guess what that is. Hey, are you going to be on radio tonight? You taking? The, I am. I was. I was going to say hello to you guys. I didn't want to miss a weekend, a Saturday with you guys. I wanted to say hello to Lance too because I knew Lance was going to be on today, and I know Lance is going to be. I think Lance is coming down to Bullseye later on this afternoon and uh, going to party a little bit before the Colts. Hey, in case you guys didn't know, uh, there's a lot going on downtown today. It's electric oh, sports wise. I start Denny at 4.30 on the fan. That's 93.5107.5, the fan. I'm at Bullseye, 4.30 to 
530, I go to Touchdown Town. That's 93.5, 107.5, the fan, and 97.1, Hank FM. Then at 6.30, because the Pacers start, Mark Boyle has the pregame. That's on the fan only at 6.30 for the Celtics and the Pacers. Meantime, we'll have another hour of Colts happy hour uh, from Touchdown Town in preparation for the Colts and the Texans and that win, and you're in the postseason situation tonight. And uh, you can hear, obviously, all that. And then the game call on 97.1 Hank FM. And, and you guys are going to have uh, IU, Don Fisher and IU, Ohio State and IU Amazing. tonight, 7 o'clock on you guys at WIBC. I just wanted to make sure David Wood is incredibly proud of me right now. So we're making a lot of points. <laughs> Our program director. Explaining all of that in, in detail. But I wanted to do it while Lance was on too because because uh, obviously you gotta love you guys in there. So you got Now listen, off. you taking him down to Bullseye, you don't corrupt this yeah. man. He's a good guy. <laughs> you I, I know your style. You get him all liquored up and then <laughs> Take it easy on my man here. Well, listen, it it was good to hear you last week. You know, I tell the whole world that every Saturday night I go to, my wife and I go to bed with JMV. But he's on the radio, we're in the bed, you know. But it was good to hear you again, John. It was a long layoff. I had to flip the script to do it last night instead of tonight because of this Colts game. So I did the JMV takeover last night. I I actually did my show from Bottleworks until, um, until 7. Uh, with the Colts Happy Hour, and then I went in studio and did uh, five or six hours of Jamie Takeover last night until after midnight. So I was coming home and it was snowing. All right, so <laughs> wow, that means you came home after what twelve thirty one o'clock. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty late when I came home. So yeah. Wow. All right, last question: How are you calling the game today? Um, I, to, to me, it's a must-win. There's no doubt about that. But I'm so sick and tired of the Colts of the recent history. Denny losing games like this are disappointing. It's time for them to step up. I mean, you can say that you're playing with house money because nobody expected this, but you get it done in this situation. You're at home. Fans are going to be incredible. That environment's going to be great. You get it done, and I think they get it done. I think Matt Gay hits a field goal, 27-24. We get to sit around tomorrow and wait and see what happens with Jacksonville, and there's a chance. Jacksonville loses, the Colts win. Colts are AFC South champions for the first time since 2014. It was a home playoff game. would be Cleveland. It would be all incredible, but it all has to start with the Colts winning tonight, and I think they do. All right, so uh, the NC2A national champion, going with Michigan? I am going with – what did I do? Yeah, with four and a half points, I think the spread – I think Washington's getting four and a half. They, they may cover that. They have a good offensive line to deal with Michigan's defense. John, I don't uh, bet. I think betting is good. a tax on stupidity. I don't bet. Well, I don't bet. I don't All right, bet. who's going to win the game? Uh, Michigan's going to win. All right, there we go. JMV, <laughs> always glad to hear you. You, you take care, buddy. You're, uh, you're a great guys. studio partner, buddy. I'll see you. Thank you, guys. All right. He is the real deal if you don't get a chance Artist to Artist man working in radio. Isn't that the truth? Um, he goes from, what, 3 o'clock every day to exhaustion or 3.30 to exhaustion and just turns off his mic and walks away. That's the way to do radio. <laughs> hey, when we come back, we're going to be playing What's My Line, WIBC version, right here on 93 WIBC. WIBC. It's the Home and Garden Show. Pat's off today. But we've got a good studio in here. We've got Terry Lynn Stacy, Allison Lemons, Jack Phipps, Carl Zuber on the board. Got Lance Smith in the uh, studio with me. And Lance is a world class athlete in a very unique sport. 
So Terry and Jack, uh, Allison is gone right now. Oh, here comes Allison. I'm going to be giving you a little bit of a clue each time. And if you think you know what his sport is and what it is that he does, just hit your mic and uh, and let us know. All right. So hit your mic. Hit your mic. You know, just just turn your mic on. Oh. You you know, when you said hit it, I I'll point know. at you. Then you'll know. Okay. Anyway. Hard point. <laughs> All right. So, Lance, you are a world-class athlete in a very unique sport. I'm going to ask you questions until Allison, Terry, and Jack can guess what your sport Pickleball. is. Sounds good. No. Okay. That's, Poker. That. Will you let me ask? The, give me. Um, let me yeah, set it up. Is this a shout it out or raise our hand? Well, no, you can poker. shout it out, but at least let me I give you some it. clues. No, no. You did. It's it's poker. I just I just saw my. It's it not it's poker. I tell you what, class. that's two no wrong phase. answers. Roller skating. <laughs> okay, Lance, is your sport considered dangerous? Yes, but when done properly, it can be quite safe. Any guesses? Uh, rock climbing. No, that's climbing. that's wrong. Number that's three. That's a good guess. <laughs> okay, uh, Lance. The first thing that came to mind, but I'm I almost feel it's too good of a guess. Archery. No, oh, that's, that's four axe good. Throwing. All right, now, axe <gasps> throwing, that's five wrong answers. Okay, Lance, is your sport considered difficult? Uh, if you're trying to learn by yourself without good instruction, it can be very difficult. Skydiving. Pole vaulting. Oh, good no. skydiving is good. Pole, Pole vaulting. vaulting. You, guys, oh, you guys are really good at this. Okay, Lance, do kids play your sport? Yes, even some 80-year-old kids. Wow. Pickleball. Oh, no, it's not pickleball. No pickleball. Jack, bowling. you're a slow le- Not bowling, but Jack, you're a slow learner. Somebody already said pickleball. Right. So what about, what I about got- shark fighting? Shark <gasps> fighting. No. Alligator wrestling. No, that's 11 wrong answers. Okay, another, another clue. Lance from L.D. Smith Plumbing, is your sport an Olympic event? No, unfortunately, not at this time. Oh, but is it a uh, possibility? Breakdancing. Not break dancing. Oh, break dancing is good. I that love that for the Olympics. Sport, I'm trying to get it into to be an Olympic sport. You if are. anybody, did I tell I you that I, I Lance is really plow. competitive? He's the one of the most competitive guys I know. Okay. Does it involve using hey, your yes. muscles? Hey, hey, I'm asking the questions. Is You're it a team guessing. sport? This is taking too long. Does okay. it involve is wildlife you, involved? Like, is it a, <laughs> muscles and brains? All right, one at a time. Is it a team sport? Was the question? It can be in certain situations, but most of the time, individual. Volleyball. No, that's wrong. All right. Does your sport need special gear? If you want to keep your body in one piece, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's fencing. No, it's not fencing. You guys have had 14 wrong answers. Okay. Please arrange these categories from most important to least important when it comes to your your, uh, sport. Coordination. Speed, this is too hard. reflexes, strength, mental toughness, strategy. What's most important? Most important is coordination. 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 Time well, around walking. No. Oh. Does your sport require special gear or equipment? Yes, very special. Climbing. No, yeah. not See, climbing. I think uh, with the special somebody equipment, very, the equipment is very important, and you said, right? I mean, it's, a, it's essential. You could not do it without your equipment. It's a gray area. Um, you, could, you guys, this what's be, my line? This is really good. You, I feel like it's free time. This is more like twenty questions from now, Denny. You're taking too long. All right, got okay. <laughs> Does the equipment of... weigh more or less than fifty pounds? Less. Is your sport better in the winter or in the summer? Oh, most definitely in the summer. All right. Can you get injured in your summer. sport? So it's an outdoor... uh, just like most sports. Tree climbing. It's not as common as you would think. Tree you can, climbing. but not as common as you. Log think. Tree rolling. Climbing, I've seen it. There's that some is... that go right. up log like rolling. All right. So uh, log rolling. I've... Okay. We've had 18 wrong answers. Do you want us to just tell you what it is? <laughs> no. no not give yet. us a few right. more hints. All right. Uh, does it involve snow or water? 
Water. I knew Water. it. Jet ski. It's it is. It's jet ski. No. Sailing. But you're close. Parasailing. Uh, no. Can I offer Kite a hint? sailing. No. Can I offer a yes, hint? Yes, please yeah. do, Lance. Offer a hint. Uh, where I live is very, where I currently live on the White River is integral to it. Oh, man. You are, you, and it's so, it's, it's not Now, this Whitewater is rafting. Rafting. Now, I will say. Fishing. No, fishing. it's not fishing. Not oh. water right. Now, he is number four in the world in this sport. What? Number, number four, in, four the- in the world in this sport that involves being on the water In this particular discipline, yes. yes. For kids that's, or 80-year-olds. That's you- a team, but also solo. Mostly Some equipment. Solo. I've never seen it. Yeah, I think I threw it off a little it's bit. There. Scuba diving. diving. Is it diving of no. some no. sort? No. No. You, you're, you're, you, you have, that's the closest you've been but so, with the special equipment in the water part. Just, are you treasure hunting? <gasps> no. <laughs> that what, would be a good what Olympic What can sport. you do on the water, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? What sailing. Can, no, not, not, it's not sailing. Be. We already said sailing and swimming and yeah, it's kayaking. Not, swimming. not kayaking. Kayaking. Uh, you know, but he says he's close with the diving thing. Of all the people in this room, who would you most want to do it with? <gasps> wow, that's a great one. Um, <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's everybody because we could all get in the boat and have a good time. Oh, oh in the boat! Now good. there's a clue. That's a good clue. You need a boat. Boat. All you right, boat. You, you're getting close. Going underwater? Are you? It's not fishing, but are you grabbing catfish? With just your hands, canoodling. Oh. You're you're only going underwater at the very beginning. That's the best clue so far. It's funny because I'm sure all of our listeners are screaming at the radio. Yes. I don't know how because how do they not know? All right, Lance. Let's just tell them what is it. Barefoot water skiing. Oh, uh, barefoot <laughs> water oh, wow. skiing. Water skiing. Yeah, very very small barefoot sport. Barefoot yeah. <laughs> water skiing. He was number Holy two in the cow. nationals in slalom or in tricks. In tricks. In men's B, I won a national championship just last year. And I got a silver medal in uh, slalom. What? That is wow. awesome. Isn't That's, it great? That's yes. wild. Really Bare feet. There, there are videos. Do a Lance Smith search. And, but for a plumber to be, you know. I, love it. I even know you could do that. So how often are you practicing in the summertime? How much, you know, is it every day, every week? Every day. Every day? Yep. How does it feel on I, the bottom of your feet? Are your feet webbed? <laughs> no. I, I, wish I think they that'd were. be an advantage. Yeah. I wish they were. I had a. I cut my foot one time, and I asked the doctor if he could put a little something extra in there, but he, he wouldn't do it. Um, as long as you don't. No, it doesn't hurt your feet. As long as you don't hit anything. I've had friends that have hit turtles, alligators. Wow! Oh, oh alligators! That, oh my god! That doesn't gosh. happen very often. Now I see why the water would be preferred to the uh, snow. Oh yeah, I mean I love snow I skiing, so. but not as much as barefooting. All right. Well, wow. That was cool. good. What that do you love about one. it, Lance? What is so awesome about it? Just the freedom and not having a ski in my foot and um, just the, the rush it gives. And a lot of the people I've met, like some of my best friends are in, you know, Florida and Wisconsin and uh, from around the world. So what got you into that? I feel like that's such a niche thing to do. At 16 years old, my uh, maybe it was 15, right around that area. My mom, I was in a ski club in Central Illinois, and my mom got me a uh, a uh, barefoot water ski lesson for my for my birthday. It was okay. a 30 minute I, I lesson. I got I got up on the boom that stuck out of the, and yeah. then you know I got away from it for 20 years. Life life took priority and then i've just gotten back into it that's awesome isn't that great that's so world-class athlete thanks mom contractor (laughs) anyway lance smith thanks for being a part of the show hey thanks for having me guys hey oh oh, wait a minute we got one quick call and then i'll turn it over to carl here regular jeff what you got for lance 
Hey, Lance, uh, my pleasure. I've been pipe bursting for 20 years. Usually I start out at the street and pull it back. I'm familiar with the fusion of the pipe and how everything works. It is a great idea, especially for like Broad Ripple, where the house is set up high and everyone has their, uh, 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 oh, what am I trying to say? The, their landscaping done and all that so with no dig. But I'm going to call you Monday because I've got a secret for you about how how to do the water lines the same way. I would love to hear it. Yeah, I would, too. For me, one time about how you can take the old galvanized pipe and dig where you got to put a water meter anyway in and 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 how you can pull that, chipping it out from the side of the wall of the. Hey Jeff, I, I, I got to go. I, I got. Gotta go. I know you got to go because the ladies are getting bored, and I don't want to bore the ladies. Uh, Thank no, you, Jeff. Yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah. A thing. Uh, we were just looking at pictures of Lance uh, doing his barefoot yeah. water skiing. Amazing! It really yeah. is amazing. Isn't he a handsome guy? We that were, is so fun. You look pretty He's good in the body He's having the time suit, of his life, son. too. I'll just yeah. say that. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. So, well, there you go. Lance Smith, LD Smith Plumbing. 317-927-7186. Thanks for being a part of the show. Hey, thanks for having thanks, me. Good to have thanks, you. Thanks, Lance. All right, more to come when we come back here on 93 WIBC. It's the Home and Garden Show, the first Saturday of January, the first Saturday of 2024, a leap year, a voting year. Look at us go. It's going to be a fun year. You hang on. Huge day downtown. Isn't it fun? Huge night. It is going to be so spectacular. So much fun for everybody. A lot of people coming downtown tonight. Uh, For for a variety of reasons. Colts, Pacers. The... uh, the tailgaters have already started. I thought that would be a little bit early, but they're out there in the cold and, and tailgating. God bless them. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. I'm not much of a tailgater, but I am looking forward to the game tonight. So JMV says they win by three points. I'm not a better. I'm not. Allison, do you bet? Do you go on these things? You're you're with the Hammer and Nigel guys. They're crazy about it. I don't even know who the current quarterback is. I, I, I it's just it's <laughs> Thank not you my thing. Honesty. I appreciate other people yeah. appreciating, Boy, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's Gardner Minshew. Minshew Gardner. The and, Minshew. What magic. happened to Andrew Luck? Well, oh. Andrew, um, he left a while back. Peyton Manning still around? He's, he's still famous. <laughs> Peyton's we still last miss game him is today. Him. The only, one you, oh, yeah. the only one you haven't mentioned is Jim Harbaugh. And now he's with Michigan. He's okay. coaching now. Tony Dungy's yeah. still around? Tony's still here. Not not necessarily in town, but alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. <laughs> the long distance relationship. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Well, new to me. Alive and well and living in Beverly Hills, yeah. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, oh, I thought we had Larry Peterson there, and I guess we don't. Uh, we'll have Larry Peterson from the Shalis Corporation join us in a little bit. Remember, it's Michelas Water Storms, Fire and Foundations, and Wet Basements. Life happens. Michelas happens to help you through it at 844-FIX-INDY. If you've got a question for Jack um, Phipps, Jack is really a plant specialist. And not, not just plants. Jack, I've asked you questions about trees. I've asked you questions about perennials, annuals. Is there anything you need some brushing up on? Because I haven't found it yet. Uh, matters of the heart. Matters of the heart. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's what I, thank you, Allison Lemons. Allison. Allison Lemons. Our number is 239-9393. Carl, is it time for a break? Will you tell me? No, we're fine. We're fine? Yeah. 
We just got back. We just got back. It's National Take Your Tree Down Day. It is. If you decide to uh, to do it, others will keep them up and then continue to decorate them according to whatever they're feeling like. Did your dog get into your tree? Really and Allison, you got a new puppy. Did the new puppy get into the tree? We have a, a puppy gate around the entire tree. Around the con- <laughs> entire tree. She's, she's uh, very curious about the gifts as well. So we, I had to rewrap a couple of those. Jack, you got a cat? No, two dogs. Two dogs. They get into the tree? Uh, no, but my one smaller dog has lost most of his sight, so he does bump into those lower ornaments. Oh, that hurts. Are you an artificial tree guy or a live tree? Artificial. Okay. Yeah. I think that's just a lot of uh, people are doing that more these days. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, just, It's a little easier. Terry, are you artificial or are you live? We're artificial. Took it down yesterday, though. We did, did take it down yesterday. Yeah, I need to take my Yeah, hand. after the, uh, the gunfire... All New Year's night. You know what? They are told that year after extra year dramatic after this year. year. It, it seemed did. extra dramatic, didn't it? I mean, it it went on for half an hour. And Guy Relford uh, last week even made a you know public service announcement on his show. Like it, that is you know when you shoot something up in the air, it does come back down. Yeah, people. So just, uh, just from no, their we did have fireworks. In our Be areas. careful. We had the great big. Uh, not rockets, but the ones that use the three-inch and four-inch tubes. Yeah. We had guys launching these things, and they were going off the dog. <laughs> that thing I hate is yeah. the poor dogs. They just quiver. They don't know what's going on. No, they don't. And here's, you know, I listen to, on New Year's Eve and Fourth of July, I like to listen to the scanner, the police scanner. Of course you do. And <laughs> Are I, you a scanner rat? I didn't well, know I just, that. Because, I am what? occasionally. It is unbelievable what the police departments go through on New Year's Eve. I mean, it is just constant call after call after call, gunshots fired at this location, fired at this location, to where you start to hear their voices say, I'm going. You know, because most of the time they're not going to be able to catch whoever it is that's shooting the guns, but people are making that call, that 911 call, you know, I'm hearing gunshots, and it was just constant. And, And, of course, then when you look at what happened on New Year's Eve night, I mean, it was a disaster. Yeah. yeah, there were shots and people hit. You know what? All uh, over. Allison, you've been over to the barn or to the farm where I have the barn. I got an eighty-foot lane there that I could put in a shooting range up above, but I couldn't control the noise. And so when I had the police come over and you know just to let them know what I was doing, he said, "Denny, I just wouldn't do it because it's going to reverberate." So we decided not to put in the shooting range upstairs in the barn. But even though we could. Just because we'd scare you're people. You're not rural anymore. You know, no, that's the thing. No, you know, it, you're not rural anymore. No, we really are. And, We've got and, neighborhoods and, all around. Right, us. neighborhoods all around. But that that New Year's Eve night, I really, my heart really went out for the police department. That now, on was, top of that, don't forget drunk driving. I mean, they're, they're looking out for that yeah. as well. Too. And I didn't even hear about the drunk driving. I just heard about all of the shootings and everything that yeah. happened on New Year's Eve night. But they're I'm hard sure workers. They Welcome to the city, folks. See, this is why we live so, out You know what? Let's just keep getting bigger. Let's That's what get... y'all want. <laughs> Terry. I know. I... Our, no- our numbers. <laughs> on a soapbox. Our numbers, 317-239-9393. Give us a call. We've got uh, help in here. If you've got master gardener questions or plant questions, Jack's in here, and he is one of the best. And again, Allison's here for Matters of the Heart. <laughs> all of that right here on 93 WIBC. Barefoot skiing, right here.
here in central Indiana, number four in the world. He he won the nationals in uh, I think it's called tricks. And these guys bounce off their backs. They go frontwards, backwards. You know, slalom courses, left to right, and stuff, all on their feet. I think it would hurt. I just think it would hurt. But he seemed to think it, you know, it wasn't a problem. No. Our number is two three nine ninety three ninety three. And all right, the fellow you've been waiting for. A regular on the show. I heard you clear your throat. Charles the Genius. Hey, Charles. The self-proclaimed myself. Well, make, I know we can get toward the top of the hour, so make it real quick. First, wish all of you and your families and everybody in Radio Land, uh, again, as I did last week, a belated Happy New Year and go Colts. And I want to mention something that took place in a semi-historic event that took place this month. But before we do that, uh, you know, in your group right there, you have one of the most modest women on earth. Miss Terry, Mrs. Terry, never said nothing to nobody. I was switching stations, knew it was coming up at 10 o'clock today on Patty Spittler's uh, Great Day Show. Yes, yes, they yes. had her, introduced her, gave her a retrospect almost from birth to present day. <laughs> not five minutes, not 10 minutes. 15 oh minutes of air time. We're in holiday programming, for sure. Yeah, well, oh, quit being well, honest. We'll it was great. I don't great. know when that took place. But that was real. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for mentioning it. And you know what? I don't do a good enough job because Patty gives me that opportunity to, she's teaching me how to do television at oh, my old age see? and uh, be see? a reporter. And Barney Wood is the guy that is uh, you, the, does the photojournalism part of it all. Yeah. And I'm really grateful. And you're right, Charles. I don't, I don't promote it enough. Um, See how my, I know you don't like I am. Wish you had longer arms to pat yourself in the back. I'll do that myself. <laughs> She's uh, too modest. Funny. At the beginning of the end of the interview, I've told you since uh, you were gangly high schooler that you look like the actress Terry Garth. You look more like her now than you did then. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll take anyway, that. Thank you, Charles. Charles, be, Charles, Charles. Before you get to your jokes, there is a poster that hangs up on the wall here. And it's when Terry was doing something and she was in a bathtub and the bubbles all in the appropriate places and everything. I have looked and looked for that picture. I want to put it up in the barn. But, uh, you know, they took it down, but... She's amazing. She Thank really you. is. It's in that special. It's in her and some other her wild cheerleader outfits. Uh, <laughs> stuff that I'm, I'm I don't want Mr. Dave to come over and beat me up. So yeah. I better be careful. Here. All right, two jokes. Anyway, what you got? Two, an historical semi-historical event. I'll mention, but two terrible jokes. The first two are worst ones I've heard this year. What is the name of the little boy who got his first pair of glasses? What is the name of the little boy who got his first pair of glasses? I don't know. Seymour. <laughs> Hello? Oh, oh, he was so happy, he went down to the theater to see the new pirate movie, but he couldn't get in. It was rated R. Oh, oh, is this wow. thing still on? Okay. No, not I, for I'll, long. Real quick here. Yeah. Uh, before I forget, now, next Friday's the 12th. Well, 58 years ago, the 12th was on a Wednesday night. Close to, they still say close to 90% of all televisions, I don't know about on Earth, but on the U.S., the very first episode of Batman, 58 oh. years ago. I felt my back. I was stumbling. Oh senior in high school when that was on. But a radio station not too long ago, uh, where it was in somewhere in Minnesota, offered $1,000 for the first caller that could repeat and remember the very first riddle the Riddler told. He was the first Bat villain. But here's the funny thing. When we heard that on the show, I thought it was something original. If you go to Connor Prairie Farm, the school teacher now and then will even tell this one. I'm going to say this, and you hear the air horn. Are you ready? All right, ready. Very first episode. 
The phone rings, the Batman picks it up, and he says, riddle me this, Batman. He said, there are three men in a boat with four cigarettes, but no matches. How do they manage to smoke? And, of course, Robin always would solve the problem. He goes, there are three men in a boat, four cigarettes, and no matches. How do they manage? And he smacks his gloves together. Easy, Batman. He threw one cigarette overboard and made the boat a cigarette lighter. Uh, oh my gosh. Charles, happy new year. Says, you know, yeah, happy new year to you too, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate your God companionship. Bless. Yeah, God bless you too. You know, there's a regular guy that's been calling forever. As long as yeah. I can remember. I mean, truly. Truly. I was 20. 526 when he started calling. I'm <laughs> That's 60 awesome. something now. Yeah. Long time. Uh, uh, you're not a very good guesser. I just added up the guesses and you can see all the wrong guesses. There were 28 wrong guesses when you were trying to guess uh, Lance Smith Sport. Did you know that? No. His yeah. poker face was too good. He it was. was. I, uh, I'm i still not going to throw out. I think he's a master in a couple of those other things. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Especially the first few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Log rolling. Hey, we are, yeah. we're going to be taking your phone calls, 239-9393. Coming up next hour is a friend of Terry's and ours, um, uh, Greg Greg Phillips. I was gonna, Greg, Greg, Phillips Cooper. Greg Cooper and Lisa oh Phillips. I got their last names mixed up from Compass Real Estate. And they're coming into, the, the, we've heard so much bad news, but we've got lots of questions for them. And it, it'll be interesting to get caught up. Anxious to know what's going to happen this new year Do you know when it comes market. to real estate. Mm-hmm. They did a poll. The number one asset for for 90% of Americans is their home, and everybody wants to know, what's it worth, and am I going to be able to afford to stay to live here? And when we bring in Greg and Lisa, many times we get answers to that. And we'll The whole idea is to reassure people that if you want to sell, it's okay. If you want to stay, it's okay. But it just gives you a chance to, to feel normal about the, the home situation that you have. It's the Home and Garden Show. Pat is gone today, down in Florida, taking a break. Well-deserved, man. Well-deserved. Sullivan Express is officially wrapped up. Did you ride this year? Um, I, I did mean, for a little bit. You're there almost every day. I'm, I'm there every day, so I, I hitched a ride a couple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's a free car. Right, yeah. right. I think Pat was relieved that they didn't have to deal with snow up there when... When the snow comes, it's beautiful for the kids and for everybody oh, yeah. who's on the train. It was great weather this but year. But trying to keep that all cleared out. Uh, I did hear that we are going to have a continuation of this weather. This was a 400-day stint between snowstorms, that, and I heard that last night. But this El Nino, that nothing's slowing down El Nino. We're getting this burst of warm air, and, and it's overriding the, the you know Gulf Stream up above. We're going to have weather like this all the way through. We may not get, you know, 10 inches of snow this year. We got two last night. Is that all right? We could use the water, though. We could use a little little more. I think so. Yeah, we could. All right, Jack. Jack, you ready to go to work? We've got Aaron on here. Hey, Aaron, how are you? I am well. How are you? It's a good day. What you got, Aaron? Hey, I've got a question about uh, growing strawberries, and I've got a great pirate joke for you. All right, let's start uh, with the pirate <laughs> joke. I'm, I'm in the mood. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R. You'd think it'd be the R, but it'd really be the C. That's a good Playing one. the part of the stooge on stage is Denny Smith. All right. <laughs> That's funny. What's your question about plants? The strawberries? Hey, uh, yeah, strawberries. I've been trying to grow strawberries for a couple of years now, and nothing I seem to do works. They, they're either 
they they don't get fruit on them, or when they do get fruit, they're they're about a half an inch long. Not really, not anything that you're looking for. Um, as they're growing, have you tried pinching back some of the fruit that is forming? Um, even really, as a plant starts to grow, I would you know pinch off any blooms that come on uh, for the first you know really two three weeks and that way you're not taking away any energy from the plant itself but kind of letting the plant build up the energy that it needs uh, okay to grow those strawberries okay i will try that then fertilizing in the spring as well okay all All right right. i I appreciate your info of course all right aaron thanks for the phone call and thanks for listening to the show it is the home and garden show on 93 wibc coming up Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips, right here on 93 WIBC. Yeah, we have a library, Sullivan Hardware, coming up. Well, some folks say that grown-up men are still just little boys. But really, the only difference is the price of our toys. We go for macho symbols like guns and running shoes. Pickup trucks, hunting ducks, and power tools. Power tools. Well, the whirlwind of Saturday morning here on WIBC continues. It's the Home and Garden Show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll take your phone calls at 239-9393. In the studio, I've got Jack Phipps from Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. The lovely Allison Lemons, who's normally with Hammer and Nigel uh, 3 to 7 every evening. Carl's at the board. Terry Lynn is uh, running around here. But we also have a couple of people that you've heard on WIBC before. Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. Hey, guys, it's great to have you back in here. And you let us back on anyway. Uh, You let you back on anyway. You know what? Everybody, I was telling everybody earlier, one of the number one assets that most families have is their home. And sometimes they're ready to sell it. Sometimes they're ready to convert some of their assets to buy a home, and it just depends on where you are in life. But everybody wants to know what's going on in the real estate market. It's a crazy market. So uh, is it a buyer or a seller's market? Let's start there. Depends. Oh, come on. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you have a house that is really updated and in an area where the schools are pretty good or great, you are going to be able to say, I want a large truck of money dumped on my doorstep. If you have a home that has warts, you will have a little bit more of a challenge right now. Whether that challenge persists into the spring or not is yet to be seen, depending on how low mortgage rates might fall, which will dictate demand. Lisa, when somebody says a great school district, (laughs) I have never heard anybody run down a school district. Now, of course, Rob Kendall is is writing (laughs) Brownsburg kind of hard now, but that's not about the performance of the students. It's more about something else. Are there any bad school districts? I mean, or is it that some are just exemplary? You you see Greg's trying just to go after this. No, I just think that, that, look, there are places that people that move in from outside of our area and they say they've got three kids in school and they pick certain school districts. It's just not, you know, a a question as far as that goes. So I don't know that we can say there are bad school districts. I think there are some that just empirically over time have a higher demand. They're exemplary. Yes, and they drive that. That's a better word, Yeah, so where are the hot markets? Is it Hamilton County right now? It's always going to be Hamilton. 
Hamilton County. Yeah, but oh, I mean, there's a lot of places where building is going on, and builders have offered really good mortgage rates to people to buy their new spec products, and so those areas are going to be good. And I think some consumers are waking up a little bit, Denny, realizing what incredible growth and value we've had over the last few years, and what we might get in the next few years. So they're willing to live a little further out or in a different place to be able to get in a house where, look, you want to live in the heart of Broad Ripple? Better get your checkbook out and your father's checkbook out and your uncle's checkbook out. Oh, Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips from Compass Real Estate have joined us here in the studio. It's always a pleasure to have them because they will coach you in whether you're a buyer or a seller. Lisa, I want to go back to you. What's the best advice that you have? You know, he's going to talk. I, mean, I know. This, I know. The light goes on and the monkey starts talking. Every day. Every, every day. day. And you every share an day. office. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, that's, that makes it really tough. Um, what's the sweet part? A sweet spot in pricing right now, and I'm I'm sure it has to do with the market specifically. But as far as you know, what what price range is easy so to I, fill? So I think obviously we're looking at a first time home buyer price range is in any market in in the city in Central Indiana. I mean, if you're that first time home price market, so and that would be changing obviously from Martinsville to Carmel. So just but that's going to move. It's going to move pretty fast and competitively. And honestly, the upper price points move pretty well as well because really? interest rates aren't as big of a deal. So it's more of that you're a first, you know, you're in your first home and you're trying to bump up into that second home and that is the struggle price point. I think I saw something on maybe it was uh, the Indianapolis Star they talked about the penthouses over at the Conrad, 4 million dollars. And they also showed 28 acres of a horse owner's dream with five stables and on 28 acres, both of them listed for 4 million dollars. Our are large properties, $4 million properties moving? $2 million is the new $1 million, Denny. $2 it's, million. it's hard to believe because that sounds like either one sounds like a whole bunch of money to oh, me. It is a whole bunch of money. But it's, 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 there's a lot of success and a lot of wealth that have, have grown in central Indiana, and there are people that are buying those properties. So the answer is yes, high end is still in I mean, demand. I, I, I my listings are a lot of times are going to be the highest priced in the, in the area that I'm selling. So I mean, I'm selling $1 million houses in Fountain Square, or I did. So, I mean, and it moved, and it sold, and again, that's shocking, but it was cash. I mean, and this was in the fall. Yeah. So, again, it, it just matters of what you are bringing to the market and what amenities for someone that they're willing I to I saw that two chicks and a hammer are moving up to Noblesville and Correct. everything. Is that an effect of the gentrification, or did the two chicks and a hammer actually bring Fountain Square up like that, or were they part of it? Well, I mean— it's for them business wise where their location was and um where their location was just didn't make sense for what they were trying to do i mean in nobles on the square you're going to get a lot more traffic of what you want the actual people to buy rather than just take pictures um i think they brought a lot of awareness to fountain square that maybe inflated some prices and brought investors in that didn't know what they were doing so it's just you know it, it, it's 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 been it's fun part to watch of the evolution that of the last ten years. You know, you can't you can't blame it on one thing or give attribution to one person, but it has been quite the migration uh, for the more near in areas of Indianapolis. Greg, back to you. What do you think buyers are looking for right now? Turnkey. Turnkey, just move in, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think there's another thing that's going to come to play here, Denny, in, in the spring and the summer. I think when we get to Labor Day, I think we're going to have a shutdown. Because people are going to get so obliterated by the political white noise, it's going to be very uncomfortable for people. What do you mean by shutdown? I think we're going to just, we're going to get in neutral. 
pause because until the until the election gets passed because we're going to have some ugly media this year let's just <laughs> face it for what it is and i think that the negativity that is going to fly as we get close to the election is going to cause a lot of people to go i'm just going to wait because the things that are going to get said are going to be awful about geopolitical and financial i mean it's just not going to be a pretty place uh, to turn on any kind of media in in uh, september and october so i think we're going to have a great run until then and then it will be slow till after the election let me tell you every sunday on the on uh, the first day with Terry Stacy, they let me do a piece called Investing Sense. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we talked about last week is that there are things that are going to start to happen in February and in March that are out of the control of everybody. And it's all driven by the Federal Reserve. And my peeps in New York and the ones that are the financial guys, they're telling me that there are issues that cannot be solved and the, they cannot be they can't defend the dollar and defend the economy at the same time. And so they think that that's all going to bubble up and happen in February or March. Now, maybe it might be later when you see people shut down emotionally from the news media. But financially, I'm hearing from some people that are telling me some things that, you know, imagine that if they lower interest rates to protect the economy, what that's going to mean to the United States dollar. Well, the dollar then will become cheaper Mm -hmm. and not as strong as the euro or the yen, the yuan, renminbi, all of them. So there's a real balance point that's taking place financially. And then when you listen to the political noise, I mean, just listen to to WIBC Monday through Friday, you know, essentially from six o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock in the evening, Allison puts him to bed at seven o'clock and and lets it go overnight. You know, the politics is not going to get easier. It's not going to get smoother. That's for sure. Uh, Lisa, what's not selling right now? Homes that are overpriced because buyers are are picky and they can be right now. So if you're overpriced, you're not going to go. And and also if you have some issues, like again now if you're backed up against a loud street, that's going to come back. Where okay. you know two years ago it didn't Location. matter. No yeah. one matter. It, it did not matter. House went on the market. It was. How gone. do you know if you're overpriced? Uh, I'm thinking oh. about that. How do you? <laughs> do, who does? What do you do? How do you know if you're overpriced? It's pretty easy. You have no showings. You have no offers. Oh. Get 21 will, days the market, in. The, the market will tell you. If you're priced right in 21 days in, you're, you're under contract. <laughs> if you're not and you're sitting and you're getting no showings, although the week before Christmas, the week after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, with their mortgage rates having eased to about 6.7 now, all of a sudden houses that were getting Whoa, nothing. 6.7. You got people wandering through. We're at 6.7 closing the day yesterday for most 30-year qualifiers with reasonable credit. I should give you all the... Uh, Disclaimers How do you there. know when to refinance? I mean, if there are people, if there's anybody left with a high mortgage, but in the last sixty days, uh, six months, a year, when the rates were up in the eight percent range, how do you know when it's time to refinance? What do you, you know, you you said that you would have these opportunities to refinance. When do you know? So it, you you need to be able to better yourself by at least a point. In a mortgage rate that changes by at least a point, I would work hard at negotiating your closing costs. Make sure you use the same title company that you previously used because you'll probably get a discount on closing from your title company. But here is a huge warning. We have big institutional lenders out there, some of them kind of nameless, but very large nonetheless, who are starting to solicit people with seven and a half and eight percent mortgages. And everybody says, gee, that's a 6.6% mortgage rate. That sounds really good. Except some of these large institutions, not all and not most, but some. So please be careful. If you get a direct mail piece or an email piece on, on refinancing, know what the closing costs are because some of them, the closing costs are obscene and they're hitting people with that. Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips are with us. 
when we come back, we're going to start taking some phone calls. I see that Angelo's called in. You can call in, too, if you have questions for him. It's 239-9393, of course, area code 317-239-9393, right here on 93 WIBC. We've got some real estate pros in the studio today. Got a patient caller who's also a drag racer. The famous Angelo is joining us now. Hey, Angelo, how are you? I'm okay. I'm uh, driving as usual. Yeah, you're out of the hospital. That's good. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. So I've got a sticky situation with a house I thought I had sold in Kokomo to a guy in Indy. And what had happened was it was through a title service company. All the paperwork was signed and everything. Uh, but apparently it was a mortgage sale only. He got to make the payments, but it's still in my name. So when he fell behind, I was getting letters, and it's affecting my credit. Then he caught up. Now he's behind by five months. They're going to go through foreclosure, and he has ghosted me. How can I get the property in my name only, get him off of there? Does he have to sign a quick claim deed? Wow. Thank you for the easy question. My hair hurts. Holy crap. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to put you on hold. You listen, and we'll sort of talk through it. There's a lot of issues. He needs a lawyer, man. He needs a lawyer badly because who owns the property? Who actually has title? Both of them. Both of them. If he's, I mean, nobody, everybody yeah. and nobody is the everybody answer. And uh, now, maybe he can get the guy to sign a quit claim, although he's not talking to him. He, he gets some legal help immediately. Illegal help. Oh, my gosh. All right. Um, how expensive is it to refinance? You said if it's a per, uh, percent lower, what what are they, you're going to negotiate with the title company if you go to the same title company. If you've had recent fin- title work done through them, right. yes. Okay. Do mortgage companies... Do they negotiate? Generally not. However, and I'm going to throw this out. So I think that most of us will not be this fortunate to have this leverage. But if you're going to go and get a mortgage right now, the mortgage companies aren't super busy. Ask if there is a way that if you come back in a year and want to refinance, they might give you a little bit of a break on some of the costs. See if that will work. Let's say I'm 25, 26 years old. I've got $30,000 in student loan debt, and I'm doing a good job trying to stay up. But I want to buy a house. What is that hickey of that student loan going to do to my credit report as far as the mortgage company is concerned? What, what, what do they say? What's your to debt to income ratio? Yeah. That, that's income. what it's going to come down to. You know, th- this, this last three weeks, Denny, 4.5, more, 4.5 million more American households became eligible to buy a home at 30% of their income because rates fell. So it's all about ratios. How much do you make? How much do you want to buy? And as rates come down, those people are going to go up. 90,000 Hoosiers became eligible to buy a home in the last five weeks that couldn't buy one at Thanksgiving. So what you're saying of my disposable income, gross net, whatever you want to do, you're saying 30% is... Is debt service for depending on the kind of loan and, and what your your credit is and that kind of thing, but yeah, that's generally a really good harbinger of what to use. You know, uh, I'm a CFP, a certified financial uh, professional, a planning professional, and one of the things we were shot for was twenty percent. That that was ideal uh, if you could do that. If the if you can't do it at twenty percent, then do you? You've got to make some choices, but now it's up to 30%. 
And some are a lot. I mean, as we talked about, there are certain physicians' loans that are a hundred percent. So it, it just doesn't make it's it's very personally dependent. Let's put it that way. You need to talk to a reputable lender and not online where they sell your credit score to forty three companies. Oh, that's bad. You don't want forty three yes. companies searching your credit. All right, so let's tar let's target the people who have been out of school. They have some student loan debt, but they would love to be able to buy a house. What do they need to be on guard for when they go to talk to the mortgage company? Because that is a huge buying population that wants to buy the smaller homes in Broad Ripple so that the, uh, those people can move up to your, to Lisa's $1.1 million house. Understand specifically what it's going to cost you in closing costs and what all of your payment, your totality in payment will be. How much down and how much a month. Know what check you're going to have to write to get in to the $100 if you can. And know what your costs are going to be to originate that mortgage. All right, Lisa, what advice to, uh, Greg, I'm going to ask you about sellers, but advice to buyers, what's your advice to buyers? Well, you need to talk to a lender, a reputable lender, as we'll use Greg's language. First. First, and then, and see what you need, what you have. And right now, there's still opportunities to use some of the seller's equity to help with down payment assistance, to help if there's any, you know, if we're buying down a rate, if that's an option. So this, again, is this perfect little window where the competition is not fully heated up and you're not competing with cash investors for the for our first-time homebuyers. Um, also, we can look at multifamily because, again, that switch from having to have 20% down to 5% down. So, yes, maybe you you're look at... You're talking fast for me, but when you say sorry. seller help, yes. seller buys down... Okay, so... Let's say I sell my house five hundred thousand, and the buyer can't quite qualify. Does that mean I just discount the price, or does that mean I write them a check after closing? Well, that means at closing, maybe they're giving five to ten thousand dollars in closing cost help. Oh, I see. For the buyer, so you're sharing the cost. Yes, you're sharing some of the cost. You're buying the mortgage rate down. All right. Last question, Gregory. Uh, Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips from Compass Real Estate have joined us. What advice to sellers right now? Um, have your property ready, and that's not in your opinion, that's in a professional's opinion. You don't want a bunch of awards, it will cost you money. You know, we have a concierge program that we use that allows people to get their homes ready for sale. The more turnkey you are, the higher the dollar. And we're in a, and, you know, we've kind of indicated this, we're in a little window right now where there's still some opportunities for buyers. In four weeks, if rates come down half a point again, it's going to be Katie bar the door. We're going why? to have bidding wars. Okay, why, why, why? That's a very uh, dramatic statement, but why will that be? There will just be well, more, more buyers coming in? So there are yes. going to be a tons of buyers who are sitting on the sidelines. And, and we'll see if we can do this real briefly. We have this great thing called the five Ds. Death, divorce, diamonds, diapers, and diplomas. Uh, well, the, there's actually six. Depends. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I think that our falls somewhere. Default. Uh, yeah, your default. Our derelocation. Yeah, but derelocation. But, but derelocation. Those, those people who fall into any of those categories since 2020, 2021, a lot of decisions have been put off, and we're going to see so much pent-up demand. And, and I know it's, well, rates are still six, and they're five and a half. They were three. No, yeah, I get it. But some people have waited so long, they're like, just get me out of here. Yeah. Get me into the next place. I've seen my buddy make $230,000 on his house in four years, and what am I doing sitting here? You know, so we're going to see a huge number of people jump off the sidelines and get into the pool this spring. Good deal. Lisa, how do people find you? Um, 317-219-9277 during normal working hours, unlike Greg. The correct real estate um, website for you folks at Compass is what? 
Crossroads Collective Crossroads Collective Homes.com. Greg, how do people find you? I, I love to be texted in the middle of the night. Noon to 6 p.m. <laughs> 6 a.m., please, is what I prefer. 317-441-7166. Greg Cooper, Lisa Phillips, thanks for being a friend of the show and coming in. Good luck. And, Thank you. Uh, you're about to get on a wild bucking bronco. You know that. We'll sleep at Thanksgiving. Yeah, sleep. And you look good. You've been losing weight? You're looking uh, good, Bon. Thank you. Yeah? Maybe it's a cripple. All right. Um, I tell you what. Guys, thanks for coming in. Our privilege. I, I learned all the something. Time. I think I stayed on top of it, but yet when you guys come in, I, I get this parochial side of what's going on here in Changes Central Indiana. Changes so yes. fast. Changes and, so fast. And all the crap that we hear on national uh, media does not necessarily apply to Indianapolis. Don't listen to any no. of it. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Greg. Don't listen uh, to any of it. Because it is entirely different. They lump in the big, you know, the Arizonas, the Nevadas, uh, certainly the Floridas and Texas. And, and a lot of it's clickbait. It's as simple as that. That's the second time. Allison said I took the, the bait on clickbait this morning on something else. And it's pretty, oh, they were saying that houseplants are bad for you. Oh. And I'm going, and I clicked on this because of the Home and Garden Show, and I got into nonsense there. Well, thanks for joining us, okay? Thank you. Our privilege. All right, it's Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips from Compass Co- Collective Compass. One more time, guys. You Crossroads Collective. Crossroads Collective Compass. All right. Hey, joining <laughs> us, I think I still screwed it up. Joining us now from the Michelis Corporation is Larry. Larry, how are you, buddy? Great. How are you guys doing? It's, it's good Good that you transitioned over to us after talking about real estate. <laughs> you know what? Uh, sometimes you've got a disaster, and, and now you know you got winter damages that, that might be happening. you got a whole bunch of stuff. you got to find somebody who can fix all that stuff, and that's uh, that's Michelis' sweet spot. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I heard uh, the crew from Compass over there talking about having your home ready, you know, when, you, when you're going to sell as these rates are going to go down, and that's a company like Michelis can help with that. You know, we do waterproofing foundations, mold, radon. Um, we can get into all that stuff for you uh, to help the buyer um, out as they're trying to sell their property because it will get more competitive. Uh, but to your point, in regards to this winter uh, weather, definitely be vigilant. Um, make sure you're keeping your heat on and whatnot. You don't want any frozen pipes and uh, – what not taking place while you're snowbirding at it down in Florida or Arizona. <laughs> I, have a, I have a buddy that lives up in Wisconsin, and uh, he's always he's always reminding me, he says, get out your roof rake. And I go, what? I go, what are you talking about? He says, get out your roof rake. He says, it's homeowner's maintenance. Well, in certain climes, if, it, if we have uh, snow between the middle of the roof and the very eve, you know, there's a good place for snow or for ice dams and things to take place. So, Thankfully, we haven't had to worry about that, but we're going to get our, our belly full of some crummy weather, and it's nice to know that you can reach out to Michelle's to help them fix things. Larry, thanks for joining us today. We sure appreciate you. Okay. You guys take care. Glitter, stickers, buns, and beads, First time I've heard that Craft Corner song because I'm always in the bullpen handling the camera. And uh, today the cameraman is Jack Phipps. It is the Craft Corner. Terry Lynn, Stacey, and Allison. It was the first of the year, Craft. All right. For a snowy day. It's a snowy day. So uh, 
I'm looking at something that looks awfully pretty, but I'm not going to spill the beans. What's going on in Craft Corner today? All right, today we are going to, again, it's kind of an indoor day, mm-hmm. and you maybe you still have some leftover uh, plastic utensils from the holidays. <laughs> and we're going to make a snowflake out of spoons. So easy. Wow. Plastic spoons. I love this. It looks really good. Oh, look at that. These are plastic spoons. And you can see this on our Facebook Live. That's right. And, and one Home and Garden, Live, Indiana. Home and Garden, Indiana. Easy craft. <laughs> All you're going to need are plastic spoons, and you're going to need about anywhere from about, this is this one I'm showing you has 60 plastic spoons. Wow. But you can use less, or you could use more, whatever you'd like. But And also, I'm using white spoons. You could use silver plasticware that you get or gold that you still find at the dollar store. You can get packages of 24 for like $1.25. Oh, yeah. So inexpensive if you need to buy them because you don't have any leftovers. That is really cool, Terry. It's so simple. So is it modular? How do you build them? So what you're going to do is you're going to start with three spoons. Three spoons. Allison, you'll have to help me understand (laughs) and explain to those that are listening how to do this. This sounds like a finance problem. Three plastic spoons. Three plastic spoons and you're going to glue them with your hot glue gun uh, with the shovel facing up, up. It's so hard to explain so to people that are listening. Them. So you're going to stack them together, but um, staggered, staggered. Exactly. You're this gonna, is a team effort. You're going to put a piece, a, a little a glue gun at the crook of the spoon where the shovel spar- starts. Okay, and then <laughs> easy for you. It's hard to describe on radio. On the radio. Yeah, you stagger. Three spoons stacked on top of each other. Oh, that's pretty. But cool. not, but staggered again. Where you're, where the bend of the spoon is, you're going to put a little dot of hot glue, and at the at the very bottom of the spoon, a little dabble of glue, and you're going to put those together. So it's like staggered. you're fanning out a deck of cards, only you're using spoons to fan them out. Right, there perfect. So you're going to have three. They glue fast. This is a fast, easy craft and fun. I loved this craft. Careful with your fingers, though. Careful with your fingers. I learned so, the hard way. Once you glue and you get Get about a good cluster of them together. Now you're going to glue them back to back okay. as you start to make the circle back of... Back to back, okay. Yeah, I know, Denny. It's, it's so okay. hard to explain okay. on Butt radio. to butt on a spoon. If you're going to call the shovel like side and then... Yeah. No, no, no. You're going to go this way. You're going to go back to back like this. Oh, I hope you're following this on Home and Garden, uh, Indiana, okay. on our Facebook okay. page. That makes so sense. See, you're gluing three clusters together, three spoons together, and now you're going to take those three, those two... <laughs> oh, boy. Those two modulars that you've already built. These are the prefabs. I should just pretend like I'm not li- that listeners aren't listening and just do it as I think people that's are seeing right. it. So do I put a dab of glue at the bottom of the first cluster, right? Right. And, and then, then the back. The top? A uh, little, little more towards the middle. Okay. Because it's not going to... Oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's... There you go. No more. No more. <gasps> no more. Okay. I get excited with hot glue. I know you do. But see, really, the only place <laughs> you oh. is the bottom and the top. You're putting glue on your bottom. <laughs> Boy, this is so hard to explain. I, uh, okay. Jeff. I also glue like completely the, so wrong. So you're going to glue, glue, glue in the middle uh-huh. and the end. Okay. Because that's right. where it's going to meet. Uh, this Try is on that. Home and Garden Indiana on Facebook. Uh, we are live streaming. Jack Phipps is our cameraman today. Um, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. <laughs> okay, there you go. And uh, you Allison, got it. Allison's got it now. It's butt she to does. butt on the on the spoons. And this is just one little uh, modular Oops. piece. And if you do this again and again and again, then you put all the modular pieces together. 
Then you, you have got, Terry Snowflake. Then you have a snowflake. So you're just going to continue to do that all the way around. Mine, again, is about 60 spoons, and it's hard to explain, folks. I'm sorry. This is not one that's easy to explain when you're on the radio. But if you watch our Facebook page, you'll see how quick and how easy this really goes. Once you, you see it, it'll make sense. You don't nestle any spoons. No, no. spoon is nestled into another. That's it. It's all the opposite. Just like that. You glue them together, and then once you get them, then you're going to just move it around into a circle, and you'll they'll all glue glue in the middle. You'll have a there we big go. glob in the middle. Allison, hold the that up where, where that together. one would go. There you go. We get to see where they go. Yeah, there you go. They all glue together as one and then you put a piece of twine or you can use fishing wire, fishing um, uh, uh, fishing wire. Yeah. This fishing. is the same wire she used for the fortune cookies after the fortune cookies yeah. crashed fishing to the floor. Line. Fishing, fishing line. line. Fishing line. Oh, that'd be cool because it'd be clear. Monofilament. It's clear. And then you can hang them up or you can just play with them. You can do anything you want with them, but they're just fun to make. They are and fun to make. And they, easy. They really are easy. It's just hard to explain via... Um, vocal. I think they uh, would audio. be good yeah, with audio, audio. audio. With oh my various gosh. lights shining on them. Green lights, red lights, blue lights. Somebody I think yeah. Be cool. Oh, oh yes. Yep. Yeah. You know what hanger snowflakes are very cool. If they you've never cool. seen a hanger snowflake, you can make them out of plastic white hangers. And it's kind of the same oh, theory. That type of hanger. Kind I'm of thinking, the same like thing. A clo- close okay, hanger. Got it. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. And again, this is an easy, inexpensive, fun craft for everybody that can do it. That that wants to, you know, have a little fun at night or fun today in the snowy day. Um, and they, they're really easy. I like Give them it. A try. They're cute. Give them a try. I apologize that it's not very easy to understand when you're just listening. But go but to Home and Garden you'll check Indiana that out, you'll on Facebook. Them. You'll see this little live production yeah. that cameraman Jack is doing a great job. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, you it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Lots right, of little yeah. modules and you put the modules mm-hmm. together and you can practice by laying them down on the ground since they're fanned out they'll stand yeah. up for you they'll stand up for you and you can use as many as you want or, or less i used a lot and you can actually separate them to make them the uh each of the spokes a little farther apart to make it look a little different it's yours i'm only here to inspire you <laughs> craft <laughs> corner terry stacy allison lemons ladies that was really good it's a good one it's a really good we one. like it's this a, one easy yeah. Yeah. hot glue spins that's it all right there we go <laughs> It's Craft Corner. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I've never heard this song before because I've never had headsets. Really Our thanks to cameraman Jack Phipps, who is, who is in the bullpen. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to put Jack to work with a question from Kathy about some evergreen trees. All of that right here on the Home and Garden Show and 93 WIBC. Almost a normal lineup for the rest of the day after Home and Garden wraps up at 1 o'clock. We've got Abdul at large from 1 to 3. From 3 to 5, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke with Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy. 5 to 7, it's the Gun Guy with Guy Relford. And then IU Basketball against Ohio State takes over from 7 to 11. And then from 11 to 12, we've got Network Indiana Sports Talk. But thanks for tuning in to WIBC. We enjoy your company. It's a little bit different type of programming here uh, on the weekend. Our job is to have fun and, and certainly entertain you. We don't talk politics. We don't talk religion. We do talk uh, Craft Corner, and we're getting pretty good at that. I was really impressed with that. But right now we're talking evergreens. Hey, Kathy, thanks for calling WIBC. 
Hi. So this will be easy after explanations with the craft corner. All right. Um, so I had bought three evergreens from like Sullivan's up in Fishers, um, like November 11th, that kind of time frame. Yeah. Um, because I thought, oh, fall is the best place, best, best time to plant these. So um, they were like 15-gallon, you know, plants. So yeah. pretty big. They're like seven-foot, you know, trees. Um, and then I planted them at the very back of my property. Um, so did everything they said. Dug the hole twice the width, used the root stimulator, backfilled it, and then I had mulched some uh, leaves. So I put like a good maybe three inches of like, you know, mulched up leaves on top of it. They had said water um, heavily for the first week, so uh, every day I'd water with like a five-gallon jug or uh, you know bucket of water, yeah. and then they said every week for a month. So here's the thing: they started out looking gorgeous, nice green. You couldn't really see through them, and now they're kind of not greenish. They are kind of more yellowish, and you can kind of see through them. Are they dead? Uh, did I do something not wrong? Not necessarily. See, did you say you planted them this past November? Yes. Uh, and at that time, you started doing the what one bucket a day or a week, and then and then one bucket for a month. Okay, so at this time of the year, I would almost think that that may be too much water on those warm days you know the ground will dry a little quicker uh, but those trees are not growing nearly as quickly as they do when it's warm out and they really do not want wet feet uh, so if you you know are getting a lot of water down on that root ball um, my guess would be that it is just getting a little too much water uh, not necessarily dead but i would certainly cut back on watering until the temperatures uh, rise again well I'm not watering at all because they said water like daily for a week and then once a week for a month and then nothing till spring. I think I would just leave them at this point. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is, uh, Kathy, is that the symptoms of too much water and not enough water are almost identical. Uh, they look the same. But based on you know the clinical stuff that you've just given us, I think I'd just stop watering them until spring. We have had regular rain. It hasn't been drought conditions. I think I agree with Jack. Just stop watering for a while, and let's see if they come out of it. Okay, but do we think they're dead? No. I don't um, think so. As long as they still have some green on there, that's all that they need to push out new growth. You know, if you lose everything but the last few inches of green growth on all of the branches, you know, you may want to replace it just out of aesthetic reasons, but uh, certainly not dead. Okay, yeah, because it's darker green, like at the base. It's at the top where you can kind of see through it, sort of. Uh, you said it's, it's at like the it's... back of the property. Is it up against a fence line? Um, it's like six feet from the fence. Okay. Then I would think that that is just the too much moisture. Kathy, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you can, sometime in the next half hour, send me a picture at Denny at WIBC.com. Denny at WIBC.com. Or text okay. it to me. Yeah, okay. three. If you've got a pencil, three one seven six nine zero seven seven six seven. I'll send it okay. to Jack, and we'll try to. So keep listening during the next hour, and we'll let Jack take a look at it. But get it to me at three one seven six nine zero seven seven six seven, and we'll try to okay. give you. I, a, a, yeah, a, I, will, I will try. I'm not. I no guarantees that oh, that's going to no. happen because I'm away from my computer. But I will no try. Worries. No Even worries. an email right. later down the road, we'd be happy to give you a better answer. All right. Okay. All right. Great. 
All thanks right. For hey. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the phone call. That was Kathy. You know that usually if it's an arbovitae or whatever, people don't water them during the winter, Jack, and that's a problem. But it sounds like she was pretty diligent about yeah. getting plenty of water. She said they were evergreens. Do you think they were arbs? I would be my guess, yeah. yeah. Arbs are so finicky sometimes. They they uh they're either drunks or they're uh they're teetotalers. There's <laughs> nothing in the middle there, you know. It's one or the other. Our number is 239-9393. When we come back, we're just going to start having some real fun here, uh, mostly taking your phone calls. We hope you'll take a minute and give us a call. It's 317-239-9393. We hope you keep listening. Again, Abdul at Large is back at it after running for mayor. I thought it was interesting to ask Abdul if he would run for mayor again. And I don't know if you heard the answer. He said, well, yeah, he said, if I had $5 million in the kitty and my wife's permission. And he said, candidly, it's going to be easier to get to $5 million in the kitty than it will be to get my wife's permission to do this again. Don't think I want to run for office. All right. uh, If you've got a question, you can uh, drop it to me at Denny at WIBC.com. Best way is just pick up the phone, give us a call. Jack Phipps is in here from Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. Terry Stace is in here. Allison's in here. All of them uh, great radio people, and we'll do our best to help you. You're listening to the Home and Garden Show. My name's Denny Smith, and of course, this is WIBC. Well, some folks say that grown-up men are still just little boys. That really, the only difference is the price of our toys. We go for macho symbols like guns and running shoes, pickup trucks, hunting ducks, and power tools. Power tools. Power tools. Well, here we are in the last hour of the Home and Garden Show. Been a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in and listening with us. If you want to get on air, it's 317-239-9393. We'd love to take your call about just about anything you want to talk about for Home and Garden. We'll be planting uh, our little uh, cups full of peat moss and seeds here in the next six weeks or so. Sunlight's still pretty down. I am told that the worst weather always comes between January 15th and February 7th, the last two weeks of January and the first week of February. So we got a lot of crummy crummy coming at us. So hang tough. Winter's almost over. Heck, winter's half done. It hadn't been too bad at all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Winter just started November or December 21st. Right, but normally we get some dusting or something in November. I mean, we get spanked a little bit. Well, right, right. The daylight is getting longer. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Clock goes the other way. I mean, as far as getting, we're getting more light now. We're getting more light now. You know, in in the month of January, we pick up a whole hour of sunshine. Isn't that great? Do we really? Yeah. Yeah, Wow. That's that's pretty cool. We need that. It's low in the sky, but... Anyway, hey, I got something from an old friend. Uh, it was a lady that I knew. I actually replaced a furnace for her back in the 80s. Her, she was an artist, and her name was Rosemary Brownbeck. And Rosemary was an artist of great renown. She did many of the governor portraits that, that hang uh, both at the governor's mansion and at the state house. But she's an incredible lady. She's 94 now, and she lives down in Texas with her son. But she she sent me this list that was published in uh, 2002 in the Indianapolis Star. She had the strangest habit, or hobby, maybe. Carrie, I think I shared this with you. She She would save obituaries 
with funky names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have talked about this before. This lady was right. really something. For instance, she, she she sent me a whole list of them. But, you know, names like Millie Duggar Decker. Yeah. <laughs> now, if, if these are family members, please know that we mean no... Um, we don't mean any offense. It's just that the names are really pretty sweet. We've got Maggie Creek Racket. We've get a, got Phyllis Smoose Shoop. Mm. Barbara Kish Kiss. Mm. <laughs> Can you imagine this? Yeah. we got Tippy Tincher. Tippy. Tippy, Tippy Tincher. <laughs> Talitha Wiggly Duggar Hankel. Talitha. Wiggly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tammy Fogel Papa. Uh, Thirsta Titsworth. Now, that's a tough life to go through. We had a client named Mrs. T. We called her Mrs. T, because, but she had a great sense of humor about it. Ginny Strong Armor, I'm a sharp plumber. I'm, I'm a, a sharp, Emma or oh, I-M-M-A, I'm a sharp plumber. And is it sharp hyphen plumber? No, it's just- uh, Sharp that, plumber? That's, that's is her, her middle, last name? That's her middle name. Oh, it's her middle name is yeah. sharp. How about having a first name lawyer? Lawyer Bunch Fleeta. That sounds like an enema. Well, wait a minute. What was that one? Laura, lawyer Bunch Fleeta. Is that the first male name we've heard? <laughs> bunch. I think so. And you're saying that's the middle name is Bunch. Yeah, Bunch. We got Ruby Gucci. Where, how would you think of that? Here, I'm going like, to pass these over to Terry. Like, Terry, know, can, Terry can pass, uh, pick some of them. There's, the there's some name funky bunch. names in there. Oh, Kingy Kunkka. Kinga Kunkel. You know what? Oh Have you guys ever had to write an obituary? It is well, no. the most. It is the most challenging thing in the road. Not recently. Good for you. <laughs> but I had to write some obituaries for some uh, friends that they asked me. Said just one last favor. Would you write my obituary? And so that's a burden. I mean, yeah. you want to make them come out, but how do you make a something kiss Susie kissy kiss? I mean, how do you do an obituary for somebody like that? Chester lip trap. <laughs> That's so funny. That is I mean, these really just write themselves. Yeah. They, they, they almost do, don't oh, they? Man. Well, Terry Lynn, tomorrow we have uh, the first day. It's the first show of the new year. And uh, you told me that there is something called curling on the canal. What's going on with curling on the canal? Brand new. We'll learn about it tomorrow. It's brand new out on the canal, and uh, it's free, and it's open every day. There's curling classes. We'll learn more about it tomorrow on the first day. And um, also, we're going to check in. I I think we should call Sunrise Cafe in Fortville tomorrow just to say goodbye and thank you. Yeah, their last day construction got them um and uh and we have a we have a local comedian that is going to walk the perimeter of the country for a reason a real good cause so we'll talk about all, that all too. interesting stuff 11 o'clock to one o'clock right here on 93 wibc yeah. join us i we'd be glad to glad to have you join us in that kylan has always got something special about food and uh, boy, how, how does that girl stay so skinny? And yet, she's always got this great food she brings in. I, she's uh, always moving. She's always yeah, moving. She's young and youthful, and her metabolism is much faster <laughs> than ours. Remember when we had that? <laughs> yeah. Our number is three one seven two three nine ninety three ninety three. We've got uh, Jack Phipps from Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan in with us. Jack, this is the time of year where people really can get some things started. But it's might be might be just a little bit early, so we're really stuck with just nurturing our help house plants. House plants, you can do some planning. You know, get your garden planned if you're going to start some seeds when you're oh, going to get those. Yeah, no, planning. No ends. planting. No, yeah, planning. Uh, but definitely the time to look at your house plants <clears throat> if you haven't updated in a while or even gone through to look because you've been distracted with Christmas. You know, now's the time to clean them up, maybe replace a few. 
Can you trim back those Christmas cactus? Mine's getting leggy. Do you trim back a Christmas cactus or do you just repot it? What do you, you do? can trim it back, but if you even just go give it a clean break where you want it to, if you're able to, you could stick that, that down in the soil and they reroot so easily that you could have a second little oh, plant growing that'd right be out wonderful. of there. All right, so uh, planting the garden. I don't I don't know. I every year I change it and really I'm you know, for being a master gardener, I'm really not very successful at this. I do know that growing things inside in the dome is entire the domes were meant for growing marijuana. I'm yeah. convinced of that. They came out of Colorado and I've got one in the backyard and they're perfect for a controlled crop like marijuana or hemp or something. Yeah. Do you but hang for- on to that, Denny, someday. You're going to be it's able to be do worth this. I'm just, I mean, we're surrounded by it now. I, I, you know what? All the police trained at the farm with their police dogs, and they always ask about the dome. What do you grow in there? And I always say <laughs> marijuana. And one by one, they'll take their dogs back in there to, <laughs> just to see what's going on. And yeah. I think that's funny. Yeah. No, I don't I'm sure grow they marijuana. Get a laugh too. By the way, th- those police dogs are amazing. They we've got three uh, hay fields, uh, about three acres, four acres, and maybe two and a half acres, something like that. They will take a twenty-two with a shell, they'll fire it, let that little bitty shell about the size of your uh, last digit on your little finger, and it falls in into the field. And those dogs can find that shell in three acres just by casting back and forth. They'll find it and sit down. And I'm thinking, that's how, how do people think they can hide dope from these dogs? Yeah, hide these, anything. Hide anything. I wouldn't want wouldn't to mess with them. Our number is 317-239-9393. It's the Home and Garden Show. I got Carl on the board. Allison Lemons uh, has taken a break from Hammer and Nigel. You can listen to her every every day from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock. She also does all the producing for the overnight podcasts that go for that. Terry Lynn Stacy is here, the, the queen of radio here at WIBC, Hall, Hall of Fame broadcaster. And really, one of the best guys on houseplants I've ever known, Jack Phipps from Allisonville Home and Garden. My name's Denny Smith. Give us a call, 239-9393, right here on 93 WIBC. You got a funky side to you, man. Starts off with uh, John Cougar Mellencamp and the Authority song, something I fought authority for most of my early years and then learned that spankings and discipline were not worth it anymore, so I cleaned up my... Yeah. Hey, okay, I've got a a saying for you. The ghost walks. Do you guys know what the ghost walks means? Huh. All right, so no. now, do you guys read the comic books, uh, like The Phantom, uh, Oh, Ghost Who Walks? No. He fought the pirates and uh, fought I like bad Archie, guys. I like Archie comic books. Archie comic books. Is, is there anything there with Jughead, the ghost? Veronica, uh-huh. Betty, and all Reggie. those. Yeah. No, The Ghost Walks, <laughs> it got any idea what it might mean? No. It's when uh, the payroll master walks through the place and pays you. See, we used to get paid on Thursday or Friday, and they'd come through and they'd give you your paycheck. Well, now everything's direct deposit. But when the paymaster came by, which was always affectionately known as the crooked bookie or uh-huh. the ghost, the ghost walks means the ghost is coming, meaning you're going to get paid today. Is that fun or what? Yeah. I wonder when that went out. Out. Like, out they stopped stop. saying that. Uh, yeah. 1932. Oh, that's 1932, way early. 1932, long time. 
And it, it came from... I guess I don't understand why they call him a ghost. I don't either. I don't know, because you never see the payroll master. Oh. You never see... The most popular origin <laughs> of the expression credits it to the actor that was in Hamlet, the camp, the ghost who came mm. by and did things. Oh. Hey, I have mm-hmm. some questions for you, Jack. Uh, Jack, yes. li- people are listening. What are some easy plants? Uh, we were just talking off air about uh, plant swapping and everything, and people yeah. start off with the easy ones. And then they start trading with each other to go to the more difficult ones. What's a good starter group of plants for people uh, to get going with? Yeah, when somebody comes in and they're looking for the first, you know, they're giving somebody their first house plant or they've killed every house plant they've had, (laughs) (laughs) which happens a lot. We tend to point them in a few directions. One would be the snake plant or that Sansevera. Is that the one they call the mother-in-law's tongue? tongue. Yeah. Impossible to kill. Yeah. Uh, And that... (laughs) <laughs> Long story, Terry. So that's no, right. No, I got it. Do you know where that came from? That came from uh, South America. Yeah, was I it think really? it was Costa. I think it was Costa Rica that they used to call it the mother-in-law tongue. That's so, funny. You can't kill it. Well, it's probably native yeah. down there too. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another one would be like a ZZ plant. So exact same care as a snake plant. You're How watering. do you spell it? ZZ, just the letter Z, Z and twice. Z. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that has the exact same care. You're watering, you know, 11 times a year total, skip December. Um, really, overwatering is the only way that you... What type of soil composition for the mother-in-law tongue and, and for the... Or, or snake plant or, yeah, so something or for the ZZ plant. The very well draining. So none of that kind of basic potting like, mix. Like cactus soil. Cactus soil is what I use for everything, yeah. Do you really? It helps drainage. It kind of gives you a little more control. And nothing's going to dry out inside as quickly as it would um, outside. Most everybody will tell you that if you put something in a plant in a pot, make sure the pot has a hole in it. Yes, everybody. Drainage. I don't know why they even sell. Why do they sell pots that don't have holes in them? So I love those pots actually because then it gives you a chance to just drop your plastic pot down into that decorative pot. Um, if we can, we t- try to dissuade or talk people out of potting into a nice decorative pot, especially if it has no drainage right. hole. Yeah. All right. So we've got the ZZ plant. We've got mother-in-law tongue, mother-in-law tongue or the snake plant. Yeah. Uh, what are some that, that if you're getting a little bit better at it, what are the what are the move up plants? Yeah. So the philodendron family or the monstera family, both either climb or kind of make a nice little bush. Um, but that monstera is a split leaf. So it looks, you know, as it gets bigger, can get leaves that are two feet tall and wide, but then they get some really cool kind of fenestration in there where you get those big fingers. Um, But I would say that's kind of moving up on difficulty from basic to intermediate. Intermediate. All right. Um, what if you would, if, if I may, as you are planning, because I'm looking at some of the uh, the gardening Facebook groups here locally, they are planning. They're thinking about the, the summer and the spring. And a lot of people want to do a pollinator garden. Yeah. A pollinator garden, and they'd like to use things that are native, but also edible for humans. What do you think about that? I think it's fun. Uh, a lot of times. What would be edible? Like a. And a native? Yeah. Uh, you know, like a dandelion green. People wanted to harvest <laughs> dandelion. Like mustard green. Yeah. Uh, plant mustard green. Okay. Um, some onions. Okay. Um, Really, wild garlic. You know what we we think are onions in our beds, but it's really wild garlic. I'm sure you could. I hope nobody is. Oh, man. Um, I'm sure somebody is out there, and mm. I'm sure they enjoy it. 
<laughs> I think I used to eat. I used to grab what would be look like chives yeah. that are mm-hmm. growing and chew on those. So I, I don't know what it was, but you know, Grandpa lot, did Terry. it. That well, explains. Grandpa would grab anything, and he and he was awesome. You know, Grandpa would grab things and you know have you suck on mint leaves and all kinds of things. You know. Well, uh, 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 the what the bees? What's the one that's so got honey at the tip of it? Honeysuckle, honeysuckle, honeysuckle. You know, suck on honeysuckle. Catmint is uh, catmint is almost an invasive plant. You cannot kill catmint. No. I mean, I don't it just know what that cool. is. It's got a purple flower or a blue flower usually. Really leggy, but bees love it. We have it just outside our window well. We have a big window well on the back side of the house, and they just buzz. And everybody comes over. Oh, yeah. We've got the. Hummingbirds. We've got the bumblebees. The, the Terry. We or, should have that. If you want a pollinator garden, I would say look more for perennials as opposed to you know, so like an annual or something that's going to grow an edible, just because those are providing flowers longer than something that's just producing a fruit. We saw very few bees last summer. I always have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bees, and I really did not have as many bees last year. We that, had because tons. They like the pool water. Yeah, the, yeah. the Peelmeyer. And the Peel I did not have nearly as many. She has seven hives out, seven hives, and so we get bees all the time. Jack, your mama always starts planning out her annual garden. She gets started with her, yeah, with so her flowers, won't you? Tell she has some this. planning that I wish I could do, but she's gotten into the cut flower garden, so you know, planting seeds. Uh, that are going to produce flowers with strong enough stems that you can cut, bring them inside, and have a little vase of flowers. Um, so she'll do things like dahlias, um, mm. cosmo, zinnia, and it's fun to time out too. So starting from you know March all the way to really first frost, she's harvesting. I think that's a great. I think that sounds like so much fun. When I go over for dinner, every month, every something new is growing and blooming. And every day that we go out there together, it's something new is popping up or something looks a little different. I love that. It's a lot of fun. I love that. And kids, I understand to get kids involved, a lot of parents are thinking, you know, you plant like um, a salad garden or a pizza garden or, you know, salsa salsa garden, um, and which is a great way to get kids excited about gardening. Speaking of flowers, I want to give a shout out to Kroger's. One of the charities or one of the programs that uh, Kroger's has, when their flowers get to a certain point, they can't sell them anymore because they won't last long with the customers. What they do is they give those to different senior facilities. My mom happens to be at Robin Run. Terry, you've seen my mom. They give all those flowers. I mean, lots and lots of flowers. And what the ladies do is they've collected vases and they re- rearrange them and they give them to different people who have Beautiful. issues there. I love that. It's I a too. great idea, but Kroger's, God bless you for doing that. I don't know if you get a lot of love from people or if they even know you're doing it, but it's really responsible. They they take their flowers that are past the what, what do you call it? Do pass their day. prime, yeah. Yeah, pass their prime, and they don't want to sell them to their own clients. So they give them to people who really brighten up people's days. Our, because we talk so much about inflation, our, in the world of gardening, are prices going up in gardening too? Um, I, I would say vegetables have gone up the least amount, um, except when they're in season. Sometimes in season, things start uh, getting funky. But because of shipping and stuff, you know, I mean, we're getting South America vegetables right now. Yeah. I mean, right now it's the longest day down in Argentina, and so their growing cycles are different. But I haven't, I don't. Jane, you see the, the one, prices of like if you ordered a yeah. bouquet of flowers just yeah. to send to somebody, you go those to the, prices are going up. Yeah. Do you do you go to the grocery store? Or does David? I go? do. You go, so you you can see. I can look. You know, I haven't see been what a bundle attention. of flowers costs these days. Yeah.
I know meats have gone up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything else has gone up. I just was curious about that, too. Yeah. Well, Jack, thanks for sharing. Thanks of for course. Sh- oh, what, what is the most difficult plant to manage? If you had to steer people away from a plant, uh, what what's really hard I to manage? I think a lot of people are going to be upset with me for saying this, but any of those rare alocasias... Or in theory, those are the two or three hundred dollar plants. Yeah, and I would say stay away from those. They need high humidity that you can't really get inside without having it in a totally enclosed. Where do they grow naturally? Where, do, where what's their habitat? Tropical rainforest. Well, what the hell are we doing bringing them to Indiana? Yeah. We're about as tropical. Oh, 20 degrees outside, the heater's running. Yeah, I don't know why we think they'll work, but. Terry, you've got a scoot. I want to thank mm. you for coming in. Thanks Welcome. for the craft Thanks for today. It was Happy fun. New Year. Thanks, you know, Terry. Happy everything. New Year. Good You're, to see you, Jack. Good to you see really you. The You're the best. All right. When we come back, we got some callers coming in. Uh, room for your call. 317-239-9393. It's the Home and Garden Show. Allison Lemons, Terry Stacy, Jack Phipps, the famous Carl, and my name's Denny Smith. Right here on 93 WIBC. I've ever heard in my life. Everybody raves about uh, the singers and stuff, but this guitar player was the best ever. Our number is 239-9393. It is the Home and Garden Show. Hey, and I did want to reach out to, I I did hear from the Russian American Truck Drivers Association last week, RATSDA, if you have not heard of them, R-A-T-D-A, Russian American Truck Drivers Association. They all knew it was in good fun, and so there's really no issue. But uh, to our Russian truck driver brothers who are listening... Safe driving, be well, keep it between the white lines. Our number is 239-9393. Jack Phipps is in the studio with us. Terry has now hit the road. She's out and about getting ready for the first day tomorrow. That's a fun show. If you get a chance, uh, 11 to 1 on on, uh, Sundays, it just really is a lot of fun. This afternoon, uh, after we leave you all, we're going to have Abdul at large till 3 o'clock. Eat, Drink, Smoke with Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy from 3 to 5. The Gun Guy, Guy Relford. A lot of uh, fun and really a combination of legal, um, educational. It, it's a combination of everything. Guy is a Second Amendment attorney. A, a lot of knowledge in that head. And then IU. IU's playing <laughs> the evil Ohio State people. Dun, dun, dun. I haven't heard, you know, the Ohio State football coach lost two games. And, of course, it was Michigan and the championship or the the big game at the of at the end. Of course, it was. They're already calling for his head. Can you imagine being eleven and two and somebody wants to fire you? Yeah, that's that's I guess that's part of it. Hey, uh, we've got some uh, plants for you to diagnose for us here, uh, Jack. We've okay. got uh, Janice talking to us now. Hey, Janice, how are you? Fine, thank you. I have a large ponytail plant okay. that I have babied for years, and then. Um, a couple of days ago, I noticed some white specks, and I thought, uh-oh. So last night when I went to water it, there's a lot, a little baby sprouts coming out. 
that they're loaded with the white specs. So the only thing I had on hand was Dawn dishwash soap. So I started washing them down with that. Is this white I'm flies? Like, Is it what? What? What are the white specks? Aphids? It, sometimes it could be a little thrip. Is it? Is it so small that it looks nothing more than like a little speck, or is it larger? Yeah. All right, thrip then. Thrip is what I would guess. So that's a sucking bug. So they tend to, you know, if you see a leaf curling or some kind of speckled yellowing, um, that would be the thrip on there. Um, and Dawn dish soap would work, but if you do that, make sure you're kind of almost wiping the underside of the leaf or the top side. Yeah. So that you're getting okay. them off. Absolutely. Um, and then I think as long as you can stay on top of that, you know, maybe every day for one week, you've taken off that thrip at every stage of its life cycle. So hopefully, you know, kind of taking care of itself from there. Janice, I'd never, I have to tell you, I've never heard of the ponytail plant. Um, obviously, it must have a, a long swooping thing like a girl's ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thanks for, fun plans. Thanks for educating the old plumber. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right. Onward and upward. The number is 239-9393. And we're going to talk to Prue. Hey, Prue, how are you? Oh, struggling. My son's going to move me away from the Indianapolis area. And I didn't know how far the, the radio uh, can be heard out of um, over in Illinois. Um, it'd be hard to get it to Illinois. We do basically go from Illinois to Ohio, but it's okay. Uh, I regularly get messages from my buddy, uh, Dr. Mike Glant. Uh, Mick and I went to school together. He was a year older. He's out in uh, Colorado, uh, and, oh, wow. he and his, he and his wife listen every weekend. You just do the app. Allison, tell them how people, is it an app or is it online? Yeah, so you can just go online, WIBC.com, and at the very top it says listen live, and you can listen to that wherever you're at. So because I'm, I'm still stupid about the computer. No, yeah, it's, it's super easy. Yeah, have your son sh- show you. Just go tell him it's just WIBC.com, and he'll figure it out for you. It's really easy. Okay. Yeah, that, so as long as you've got internet, uh, you should be good, yes. Prue. And uh, don't uh-huh. be bashful. You know, you might have a little bit of delay, but don't be bashful. You can still call us. Okay? Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Oh, well, I'll miss all of you. I and mean, Pat used to live, we used to live across the street from each other on Hillside, but we both ended up moving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you move because of Pat? Yeah, he's probably. Through <laughs> the stories he tells, you must have the patience of Job because he was just a young, stupid kid. Well, what do you kid. do with the first name of Prudence? I know. God bless. What's your middle name, Prue? Uh, they didn't give me one, but so I use my married name as my middle name. Oh, there you, there go. you go. There you go. Well, safe and travels. I'm Don't to be Moose a... Krause's grand nephew, Moose Krause. So my middle name is Krause. <laughs> Well, I guess it could be Moose, Prue Moose. Oh, bless your heart. Well, stay in touch and just know we think the world of you, Prue, okay? Oh, well, I think about you all the time. Thank you so much. You're Thank you, one. Prue. Say travels. Bye-bye. All right, 317-239-9393. Jack, I want to compliment um, the folks at Sullivan Hardware and certainly Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. You have a pot that has saved my life on a plant that drinks water. And it's a two-stage pot. One is the big pot at the bottom, yeah. and then the big pot at the top. And it's just got a hunk of rope that goes up in a loop and goes down into the water. And it basically, through you know, just attraction, just yeah. wicks it up. It is the best watering. I don't even know what it's called. Those self-watering planters, they do just call that a wick. A wick in there, same concept, but it is just pulling water up when the plant needs it. And you know, even for 
a month. You know, you can fill that one time, and that plan will take. The and it'll get you through. But exactly, it has saved my bacon. Uh, I think they come in white and black and sort of a clay color. We have some small ones coming in, and some really large ones for outdoor planters in the spring too. So if somebody struggles, uh, you text to do me it when outside. they come in. Yeah, absolutely. Currently, they're in the like a one gallon size. I don't know yeah. how big that is, but anyway, they're really neat. If you don't understand what we're talking about, they've got a water tank below, but it's. It's china or it's pottery. It looks like a nice decorative pot. It does. And it, it's two stage. And then the, the top part has just got a wick of rope that's about a half inch. And it goes up into the soil and then down into the water. And just by wicking a, a traction, it pulls all the water up into the soil. It's, it's just genius. And it works real well. All right. You got time for another one, Jack? Here Let's we go. It. We got Brian. Hey, Brian. Thanks for calling Home and Garden. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Got a question. I'm uh, I've got a probably a seven acre meadow on my property that right now is just uh, just field grass, and I'd like to maybe plant um, so, so some wildflowers and have a wildflower meadow. Do I have to? Could I just spread the seeds over the grass and hopefully that would work, or do I have to work the soil prior? Uh, if you could scarify the soil just a little bit, it would help. Now that, you know, sometimes you can rent a scarifier uh, from like co-op or from somebody and it just sort of damages the soil. But we got to get that, uh, Jack, we got to get that seed in contact with soil. And if we just broadcast, we're going to get what, 20% germination. We won't get very much. And then that grass is going to have to get cut back to, yeah. to get the okay. seed down there. Yeah, I'm a proponent of just uh, doing it really easy. <laughs> All right, so, well, Kind of thing, I'm but, with uh, you on that. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. You, if you've got seven acres, do you have a bush hog or do you have a way to mow it first? Okay. No. All right. Yeah, I figured there'd have to be some work done to it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. If you can just mow it first, that'll give you half the battle. And then, uh, you know, truthfully, if you can broadcast it, if you don't want to scarify it, just drag a roller behind it. Something that will push the seed down into the soil. That'll, I got you. Okay. All right. That that okay. sh- that should do it. Brian, thanks for giving us a call. Numbers 239-9393. Jack, there are some great um, wildflower uh, presentations. I don't know what you call it, but uh, they have – and I, I did this when I was at the plumbing shop. I had a two-acre plot to the west of the plumbing shop, and I had a guy come in, and he just sort of raked up the soil, and we spread it. And we come to find out that in that mix was an invasive species. It's called Dame's Rocket, but it oh. was the most beautiful plant. It was a beautiful purple flower. And we had people coming over and digging up plants in the in the middle of the night. It was just so beautiful. It's the only way you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but you got to be careful yeah. because when you look at the mix, make sure that it's not an invasive species. I had somebody start a wildflower mix, and they missed that there was a bell pepper in there, so they had some bell pepper. Oh, that's plants. funny. It was a little bonus. Yeah, it was like a gar- <laughs> grandma's collection, and in there was a bell pepper. You know, the nice thing is that you don't have to worry about pollination because yeah. <laughs> bees will be all over that. They'll be right boy. there. All right, next up for us, uh, Jack, we've got Ray. Hi, Ray. How are you? Every day's a bonus. That's right. Every day's a bonus. This side of the green. This side of the green. My question is about, I thought I'd get a good deal using landscapers during the, the winter just to do some cleanup kind of stuff. And I'm wondering, in addition to Angie's list, how would you, or how would you recommend I could contact different landscapers for quotes and that kind of stuff? Uh, Just that. You pick up the phone. My favorite is Sundown Gardens. They take care of my property. I'm pretty sure they're taking care of Pat Sullivan's property. They've got locations uh, 
down uh, down south, Barkersville. They've got one up at Westfield at uh, 186 and Spring Mill Road. They have done wonderful work for me, Ray. I have no complaints. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to keep their, their good guys busy. And so, uh, believe it or not, they are a little bit cheaper in the wintertime just because they're trying to keep their staff on, on starvation uh, wages of some sort till they can get to springtime. So it's a, it's a good time. Okay. Other question. Uh, looking towards spring, is spring a good time to put down sod? And who would you recommend? Yeah, spring would be a good time to put it down. Um, if you're looking to purchase the sod yourself to put down, um, Ameriturf has locations all over the city. Um, personally bought and sod from them myself and, you know, great quality sod to go down. Um, I would think that any landscaping company would still be able to help you. I think right now is a great time to sod. If exactly. You can get, if you can get the soil prep going, Ray, this is a perfect time to be sodding. Because it can go down now and it will just remain as you know actively growing as the grass in the ground now and then as soon as we get those warm temps it'll be ready to take off oh okay okay (laughs) easy enough well thanks for being easy ray you could have yelled at us and said that was crummy advice but you seem to be happy so every day's a bonus all right speed round is coming up here on 93 wibc it's your chance to call in Uh, we'll try to get through as many as possible uh just give us a call 317 239-9393. It's 239-9393. Speed rounds coming up right here on 93 WIBC. It's the speed round. Plenty of room for your calls. It's 239-9393. 317-239-9393. We'll be back uh, with you next week for a full show. Pat will be back with us. He's off today. Much needed vacation. Uh, again, uh, my thanks to the Russian American Truck Drivers Association for being so patient with us. What a bunch of nice guys. They may wear flip-flops and not be as pleasant when they drive, but uh, a bunch of nice guys. Hey, uh, we got a caller. He called us earlier. He's got something to explain to us. The Speed Round is brought to you by Thompson Furniture and Mattress in Columbus. Great pricing on Lazy Boy. Indiana-made Smith Brothers Furniture. Mattresses made in Indiana. Maintenance-free outdoor furniture. It's free delivery up to 75 miles. You know what? ThompsonFurniture.net. Hey, Ray, how are you? Every day is still a bonus. Every I'd day. like to share with you where I got that phrase from. Every day is still go, a bonus, okay? Yes, sir. Uh, it's the Indiana flight. I got to go a year ago last October, and it was one of the top travel events of my life. It was so well organized and orchestrated. It was awesome. But there was 85 veterans on the flight that I went on. But I was the youngest, so they gave me a coloring book and some crayons. <laughs> Uh, what war did you serve That's in, Ray? Precious. Vietnam. Vietnam. When anyway, you... one of the veterans that went a while back had been a POW in Germany. Oh, my. And he said he figured the only thing he had control over in the concentration camp was his attitude. Mm. So he said he figured that every day he was still alive, every day is a bonus. I appreciate you calling in. Uh, I, I continue his legacy by whenever somebody asks me, how you doing? You know, and you hear that every day all day long 
Instead of me just saying, yeah, I'm okay, I love to tell them every day is a bonus. And 99% of the time, it puts a nice smile on their face. And in this day and age, who doesn't like another reason to smile? So I also call you exactly. Hey, listen, I appreciate, I appreciate you explaining that. Uh, Jack was telling us every time you go into the store, you always say every day is a bonus. Now it's nice to know the story of that. You know, the, the survivors from the concentration camps, um, we had Charlie Plum on, on the first day oh, about six, seven months ago. Um, Charlie survived the Hanoi Hilton over a thousand, or I think it was 1,100 days. And every day he said, the only thing I can control is how I feel about this. And they're survi- And I tell you what, he's as strong emotionally as any one human being I've ever known in my life. So, That's anyway, amazing. Thanks yeah. for your phone call. Hey, during the week, if you want to reach out to us, it's Denny at WIBC.com. I'll do my best to help you. I sure hope that lady, was it? Janice, no, I can't remember who it was going to send us a picture of the those arbs. Yeah, and uh, we'll do our best to help you. And really, we sort of talk amongst ourselves. So if something comes in for Pat, uh, and then I'll try to funnel it to Pat. But just get it to me at Denny at wibc dot com. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's a pleasure to be with you here on Saturday. We will be back with you next Saturday. In the meantime, we still have room for phone calls two three nine ninety three ninety three. Jack is normally at. Allisonville Home and Garden by Sullivan. And Jack, um, I have to brag on you. I know you sold my Jade Hobbit, and I'll forgive you for that, but that Jade Hobbit that, that was the big one that was the four, bigger stump one, yeah. Four hundred dollar one. But Holy that cow. Uh, it was a beautiful <laughs> plant. That's exactly what Jane said. Holy cow. And it's a house plant? Is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, it's that a is, house yeah. plant. It's a big okay. jade. Oh, it was probably wow. I don't know. It was four two feet. foot by four foot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was big. I didn't have any place to put it. I think I could have talked Jane into I talked Jane into marrying me. I could have talked her into a house plant. <laughs> but I, I, that, that Jade Hobbit was really, really something. Uh, what's another one like the Jade Hobbit that's, that puts on a good show? Um, not too, I think the Hobbits are, are the, yeah. the Jades are easy to handle. They're, they're, would you call them a moderate plant to, to manage? Yeah, I think people struggle with succulents because they want to... Not overwater it, but not underwater it. And those are about every other week you want to water. Yeah. The bigger plants can go a lot longer, but I think people just react too quickly to stress on succulents. They can be a little tough. Um, so I'd say that Jade's an intermediate. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about water meters? I've got a water meter that I tells love me. it. Do you love them? Yeah. Do you use them? Do you stick them in the pots All before the you water? So I'll, at this point, I. Well, I'll lift the pot, use my finger to do kind of that touch test. But if I have a really deep pot, that's the only way to really know what's down in the middle of that pot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the touch test? Uh, so I'll just, you know, put my finger down in the top two inches of the soil. Oh, okay. And I if got it, it feels wet, yeah, I'll we, hold we off. We call that proctology. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just, stick, you just stick your finger down in that soil. You know, the it's sort of a like yeah. Oh, Denny. Uh, did anybody else catch uh, the 5Ds or 6Ds that uh, Greg Cooper and Lisa felt? I thought that was funny. That was awesome. And that's the reasons people sell. Yeah, death, Depends diapers, divorce, divorce, diamonds. And, Uh-oh. oh, darn it. I, death. Death. Diamonds, divorce, divorce. diapers, uh, deplane. Yeah. <laughs> deplane, deplane. Default. 
Default. I don't uh, know. That, it was default. Anyway. And she uh, said de-relocation. De-relocation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I do want to say thanks to uh, Lance Smith from LD Smith Plumbing for coming in and telling Diploma. us. That's Diploma. That's what it was. Oh, it sorry. was Diploma. Oh, I, know. I knew it was coming to me. I just, sorry. You got to, you got to. It's like a I should take charades. a picture of Allison. <laughs> Allison is so frustrated with this spoon thing because she thought she messed up. She really didn't mess uh, up, it, but she's yeah. not. If you didn't catch Craft Corn, it's a great craft. Very simple. I just overcomplicated. It, so I was making another one. And it's still on Facebook for yeah. Home and Garden. Yeah, you can watch it anytime. And yeah. I can't wait for you to see the one she's making now. Yeah. Hey, it's are, end up you, the trash. are you normally hard on yourself, Allison? <laughs> I think you've known me long enough. Just yeah, you're crafting. pretty. She's pretty hard yeah. on herself. I mean, she avoids conflict with herself as much <laughs> as possible. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. So we talked about the wicking. We talked about. I guess that's about it. I guess we're going to have to call this show a wrap. Jack, well, if people want to come in and see you, what are your normal hours at Sullivan? Uh, my personal hours, 8 to 8 every day. No. Uh, the store is open 8 to 8. Uh, if you want to come ask me anything, I'm there most days till 5. Yeah. Plenty of parking, too, this time of year. Oh, yeah. Allison, if, if people want to see you at Sullivan Hardware, I understand you're there all night. <laughs> I'm teasing. That's that's all right. Call the office. I'll be there. Call yeah. the, you, you probably will. You work upstairs? Direct line. I do. Yeah. yeah. We have a, Oh, my gosh. We it's crazy the amount of people it takes to keep that store running. Where do you it's, put them all up there? I mean, there's not a whole lot of room up there. Do yeah, you we double have great up? office managers up there. Uh, Kate and Aaron does all the events. We have Becky running the whole ship. I mean, they share office chairs, a lot of lap sitting. Yeah, why we all you, have one computer. Why don't you <laughs> turns typing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> why don't you get Pat out of his office? He never uses it. It's just a great big storage cabinet. Yeah, I I don't go in there for that reason. For that reason. So it's, you it's think in, it's truck scary? It's intimidating. I came it's up once and I said, I need to get this to Pat. His and I said, just go and put it on scary. his desk. I looked at his desk and I thought, hell, I'm not putting it there. It'll never see it. So I put it on the <laughs> I put it on the seat. At least I thought there you go. before he sat down. <laughs> hey, it's the he Home and Garden it. Show. Thanks for being a part of it. We'll be back with you next week. Pat should be back with us. We sure appreciate your company. Uh, my thanks to Greg Cooper and uh, Lisa Phillips, and certainly to Lance uh, from Lance L.D. Smith Plumbing. Absolutely. It's the Home and Garden Show, 93 WIBC.